Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, January 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating a triple shooting that left one man dead in a Target parking lot in the city's Winfield section on Tuesday night. Don't, that you can't do that at Target. Yeah. You stop that. You take your gun violence somewhere else. That is our pacing for prizes, Target, Kathy. God, what's wrong with these people? Wait, when did we do a pacing for prizes there? Uh, Oh, this right over here? Yeah, right right here. here. Yeah. That's our target. I missed that detail. This is us. Oh, no. Uh, so it happened at 9 o'clock along the 4,000 uh, 4, block of City Avenue right here uh, in, in Balakin. Well, they're in Philadelphia, but across the street uh, where we from where we are. Police say one man was shot in the face. He was mm. pronounced dead at the scene. Two other men, a 31-year-old oh. and a 23-year-old, also suffered gunshot wounds. Both men are currently listed in stable condition at the hospital. Police say they've recovered two guns and four large bags of drugs from the scene. Acting Police Commissioner Christine Coulter says that the shooting may either be an attempted robbery or a drug deal gone bad. No arrests have been made. Police say they looking for a possible fourth suspect connected with the shooting. According to Coulter, officers were already at Target investigating an unrelated incident when shots rang out. Anyone with information or a tip uh, can contact Philadelphia police. Do you know approximately when this went down? Did they say? Uh, uh, Yeah, 9 a.m. last night. 9 p.m. last night. 9 p.m. Sorry, 9 p.m. last night, yeah. Wow. Uh, So it was... it was right around closing, right? Do they close? I think they close at yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah, but there's still people in there. Obviously, closing down at nine, nine thirty, whatever. But that, yeah. I'm sure people are are in there till ten thirty, eleven. As yeah, they right. Down the store. At least employees. Yeah, right, for right, sure. right. A Maryland police officer has been suspended for shooting a video that shows former St. Joseph's University and NBA player Delonte West as he is being questioned while shirtless and handcuffed, a police department said. One of two videos circulating on social media shows a thin shirtless man with tattoos sitting on a curb with uh, handcuffs behind his back. Police say the man is West and the officer shot the video. Prince George's County Police said they learned on Tuesday that an officer shot the video of West sitting on the curb and that it was circulating on social media. An investigation followed and the suspension was announced. On Tuesday, the other video shows a man uh, beaten in the middle of the road. Police said in a statement Tuesday afternoon that they responded to a call about a fight near the MGM National Harbor Casino located just across the border from Washington. When officers arrived, they saw the man bleeding from the face and made the decision to handcuff West. Police said they learned that West and the second man knew each other and had argued earlier in the morning. The men refused medical treatment and refused to press charges, police said. The 36-year-old West played for the Boston Celtics, Seattle Supersonics, Cleveland Cavaliers and Dallas Mavericks. He spoke in 2015 about having bipolar disorder. His former teammate, uh, Jameer Nelson, posted a message on Twitter Monday saying, in part, all we can do is pray for him and his family and hope that he seeks the proper help. Mental illness is something a lot of people deal with and don't even know it until it's late. I'm sure, uh, I'm not sure exactly what is going on with uh, D. West, but he knows I'm in his corner and will help him get through this. Former St. Joe's coach Phil Martelli responded to Nelson's message uh, saying, over the past several hours, I have talked to many who are willing to help. Please read and embrace Jameer's wisdom. We are reaching out to our basketball network to get the professional help Delonte needs. This is very painful, Martelli said. We were watching the video yesterday when it surfaced. Nick had showed it to me. Number one, it's brutal because he's just getting pummeled in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. I mean, stomped on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff. And then you see the interview with him later and... 
you know, I didn't know about about these mental issues that he was having. And listen, people go off and they have their their career, they shine in in, in professional sports, and then they leave, and then you kind of lose track unless right. unless they go on to broadcasting or something like that. You right. don't really find out what happens. And I'm always under the assumption that these guys go on to live these, flourish. these great lives. Yeah, that they're okay. And it's just it's really sad, and and I it's it's extremely sad. Uh, to see somebody end up end up in this condition, and if it is a mental health yeah. problem, you can only hope that people help steer them in the right direction. Because it does come down to you being an adult, and sometimes you have to you have to do the follow through. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, you're right. It's and it's just heart wrenching. And is. Terry Crews was talking about it yesterday. You know what? what after the sports, after it's over, yeah. Uh, you, what yeah, what, what do you go on to, and mm-hmm. and and who coaches you? And you know, you had all this structure and guidance. And sometimes it can impact. Well, that's why, yeah, sometimes they just focus their entire yeah, life on that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you go to college for a reason uh, right, outside right. of sports as well to hopefully get an education and, and, and have something to fall back on. But a lot of times it's hard for, for people, I would imagine, to look past that because you're in the spotlight. You're making lots of money. Everybody loves you. you and know? you don't want it to get to this point and to this level. And, and like, uh, we're currently... Uh, watching a, a descent in uh, Antonio Brown. So I don't know if you're following this guy, but, like, there's something going on with this guy. He's a former wide receiver in the NFL and um, probably the best wide receiver at a, at a certain point. And, and there is something going on with him every day or every other day, right. and the police were just at his house mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Well, you know, yeah. with these two, with Delonte and Jameer, everybody, um, you know, they, they relate the two and they compare the two and um, to see, you know, the different paths that they've taken and that, you know, Jameer, he eventually went back and graduated college and now he's working in broadcasting, um, you know, and then, and you know, poor Delonte going through all of this, but people always connect the two and it's, you know, it's sad to yeah. see the, the different paths. That, Hoping it help. Yeah. Martelli coached West and Jameer Nelson for three seasons at St. Joe's. West and Nelson anchored Martelli's uh, St. Joseph's team that was went undefeated in the regular season in 2003-2004 before losing to Oklahoma State in the Elite Eight. A young father from Bucks County who vanished 16 years ago was murdered by a man who authorities say took over his life. Adam Brundage went missing in October of 2004. Quakertown police investigated his disappearance through November of that year before exhausting leads and eventually closing the case. In April 2019, authorities reopened the investigation and found evidence tying his former roommate, Damian Andrew Smoot, to the case. Prosecutors presented Smoot and his attorney with evidence um, on January 9th, 2020. Smoot confessed to beating and suffocating Brundage following an argument at a quarry. 36-year-old Smoot pleaded guilty to third-degree murder, which carries a sentence of 20 to 40 years in prison. Damien Smoot was jealous of Adam Brundage, who had come into a small but sizable inheritance, and in his jealousy, he wanted to become him. He wanted the things that Adam had uh, access to, so he killed him, Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub said in a news conference yesterday. It's a wild story. It's a crazy wow. story. Like, all the details, I mean, yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, he made up excuses to the, the um, wife or girlfriend because he had two young children with this woman and uh, saying that he had cancer and he was off for treatment, then saying he was in a drug rehab and then saying that he didn't want to pay child support. Yeah. Like This guy made up all of these excuses. Uh, and was pretty much trying to take over his life. He oh. was so this guy was already serving prison time for on an assault charge when he made the confession. Prosecutor said Quakertown police began investigating Brundage's dis- disappearance after the 26 year old ex girlfriend contacted them to say that he went missing. The couple had two young children together. Mm. She told authorities that Smoot was at Brundage's home on Glen Meadow Court when she stopped by to find him. Smoot uh, had moved in a few weeks before. Smoot told the woman that Brundage was out of state, according to court documents. 
in sports this morning. Flyers shut out the Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah. winning 3 yeah. nothing last night in South Philly. Brian Elliott made 19 saves. Jake Voracek and James Van Riemsdyk scored, and Justin Braun added an empty netter to seal the win. It was Elliott's first shutout of the season and 39th of his career. The Flyers are now off for over a week before they return to the ice after the All-Star break. Their next game is also against the Penguins and will be in Pittsburgh on January 31st. The Sixers have won four games in a row and are, and are on the road again tonight with the game in Toronto against the Raptors. The Sixers are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference but are only one game behind the Raptors who are in third. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is set for 7 o'clock. And Derek Jeter and Larry Walker are headed to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Jeter came within one vote of being a unanimous pick for the Hall of Fame and Walker also earned baseball's highest honor. Jeter, the longtime New York Yankees captain, appeared on 396 of 397 ballots cast by uh. the Baseball Writers Association of America, falling just short of what the, his Yankees teammate Mariano Rivera did last year when he became the first unanimous selection. Jeter's 99.7 voting percentage moved above Ken Griffey Jr. at 99.3% for the second highest. Walker appeared on 304 ballots, six above the 75% needed in his 10th and final appearance. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. How you doing, everybody? All pretty right. good. Pretty welcome, good. Welcome, welcome. Uh, midweek, that's where we've landed. So Wednesdays, we usually have a few things planned for you. Um, today, our secret text word prize is in conjunction with a group that's going to be here in our studio. We have tickets to see the Glorious Sons, who's gonna, who are going to be performing tonight in Union Transfer. Nice. They're also going to be performing this morning in our studio. So we Love that. A little concert corner set up here in the Preston and Steve Studios. And uh, they will be in around nine-ish, and uh, we'll pop them on, hear some music, and uh, see what they're up to. Do you know what I love about the uh, the con- concert corner there, Preston, is that the carpet's raised about a quarter of an inch, yeah. so you, you have a great view yeah, yeah, right. of the performers. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they, you got to make them feel oh, like that they're, they're up above the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's a show. an audience yeah. to play for, so they'll be here today. Uh, we also go live on Fox Good Day, so we will do that very thing, and uh, we have money... To give away, we have the Easy Money Contest once again. So 8 a.m., your chance to win $1,000. We'll give you the word and all that stuff. And I'll try not to uh, sneeze on you this yeah. morning. Uh, yeah. Get any slobber or it's not. Uh, Can I you give me those something. tissues back that you yeah, borrowed? Yeah, I go over to Kathy. <laughs> and she opened up her drawer, and I saw she had tissues. And I go, hey, can I borrow a tissue? And I'm like, well, borrow a tissue. Oh, my God. <laughs> so just make sure you give it back to me when you're done. Just wash it out and send it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a girl in grade school. We, you know, we had... We get pretzels every day, and she always asks if she could borrow a piece of pretzel. I just, I don't know why you just, that was just an old, old memory. And that that she became Casey Anthony. (laughs) Brought it back to, wow, it really, she was psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Uh, we also have brand new Pearl Jam music to play. Yeah. At some point this morning, uh, Brent Porsche, from what I understand, was set to debut it last night uh, after midnight and apparently did. Uh, I took a listen to it. It's different. It is not your mother's Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting wonderful text messages uh, when we play <laughs> this song later. No, it's definitely different. It does not sound like Yeah, prepare I mean, for it. Clearly, it sounds like Eddie, but... Uh, you'll make the uh, decision for yourself whether you think uh, you like it or not. But they're definitely going for a different sound this time around. We'll have details about the Cardboard Classic this yeah! morning as well. From what I understand, we're waiting hey, for all of the particulars to be up as far as the information on the website. That's why we've been waiting 
uh, to make the announcement for registration to be set up and everything. So right. when I get the go-ahead, I'll let you know what you can do to go ahead and get signed up and be a part if you want to participate in that. If you want to come out to it, just save the date. It's going to be March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain. So come on out. Make your plans now. But if you plan on entering in and being an active participant We'll hopefully have the information for you later on this morning. Do you realize that last year was, I would say, the absolute best weather we've ever had for a cardboard classic, and yep. the prior year was the absolute worst <laughs> weather? Yeah. yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, uh, we we had the <laughs> we had that freak storm come in, not last year, but the year before. It was it was a trip. It was really wild. Uh, and then last year was just perfect. Fun, fun, we had the best weather for Cardboard Classic, and we had the best weather for um, M&M Barbecue last year. You're right. Year. You're uh, right. Let's do that again this year. Yeah. So somewhere in between, yeah, I'll, I'll take, take that, that yeah. this year if that ends up happening. So we'll see. But it was. Phenomenal. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I have a big stack of uh, information from uh, the world of celebrities, which I would like to get to you. We'll take a quick break, come back, and do that in just a moment. Stay with us, because we'll return shortly. Here, Preston and Steve. You can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity on demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Keep listening to the Preston and Steve show to find out when we're headed back to Jack Frost Mountain for the 14th annual Cardboard Classic. And visit jfbb.com anytime for conditions and to view their live webcam. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do a stupid question. It's actually a very interesting one. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see comedian Cal Penn, who's going to be performing Saturday, February 1st at the Keswick Theater. So the symbol, the official symbol of doctors is the winged serpent staff. So it's a staff with the two serpents wrapped around it, and there's wings on the staff. Mm -hmm. So I got a couple of different things. I could have asked what the name of that is, but that's kind of a... It's, it's a weird name. Uh, which Greek god carries the winged serpent staff? Huh. Very interesting. 215-263-WMMR. By the way, the name of the winged serpent staff is the Caduceus. Caduceus? Yeah. yeah. So I've heard it said uh, Caduceus. Caduceus. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so let's see if you know which uh, Greek god would carry the winged serpent staff. 215-263-WMMR. No. Okay. Let's see if you know the answer. Uh, I'm going to go through some birthdays today. It is Wednesday, January 22nd. Linda Blair's birthday is today. Ah, uh, yes. If all she ever did was The Exorcist, that'd be enough. Yeah, and that's and almost, that's pretty much all she that's did. All she did. <laughs> that's almost uh, all she did. Uh, Electric Boogaloo 2, right? Which one was she in? She was in one of the skating movies. She was in the skate movie, Steve. It was not Electric Boogaloo 2. Skate Town USA? I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been it, yeah. Uh, she was also in a movie, um, mm-hmm. Born Wild, I think it was, a made-for-TV movie where she goes to a juvenile detention facility. It was a made-for-TV movie. Sounds familiar. And I remember it's really controversial because she she's basically sexually assaulted with a broom handle. Yeah, one of the wildest times on our show was when we had her on and Rick James on without yep. knowing that there was a connection, right? Right. Yeah. Found out about it after. All that stuff came to light after. No, no. Uh, Didn't we conference them together? Uh, either we conference them together. She said, told us that he used to call her Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. So there was, uh, it might have been we spoke to him first and then, and she talked about how, yeah, we, we were. What we did close. know is, is how weird it had gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was, hey, 
An old flame of yours. I just thought she was super cute. I always did, yeah. She's 61 today. Speaking of super cute, another one, uh, Olivia Dab- Diabo. What you do the Wonder I... Years. I didn't like her on The Wonder Years because she was just whiny. moody. And annoying. Like, she reminded me of my sister, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Just always pissed off. <laughs> she was. You know? Yeah. Um, but she was great in Conan the Destroyer. That was her first uh, her first, first credit yeah. I saw on IMDb. This and I believe it was her sister was in the James Bond movie, uh, The Living Daylights. Okay. All the Dabos. As a Bond girl? Yeah, Bond okay. girl. Yeah. I she's believe in a- she's in a movie called Clean Slate that I love. It's with Dana Carvey, and Kevin Pollack. Oh, wait, we had uh, sh- like short-term memory loss. Yes, yeah. She's also in the Star Wars universe. Uh, she was in uh, Clone Wars, and she makes an appearance in uh, the latest uh, Episode Nine. Uh, she's got sort of these power, like almost like um, force-like powers, and, and you hear her towards the she's end. She's referred to as Sister of Arnold. Well, all you hear is her voice. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. She's, uh, the, well, I don't want to spoil. Uh, it. Yeah, don't. Tony I haven't seen it yet. Olivia Dalbo is fifty-one. Uh, Diane Lane. Uh, is 55 Love years her. old today. Yeah, she's great. Amazing. All throughout her career. And she looks fantastic. Uh, you know, the... Uh, oh, man. Older, think- more mature version and the younger younger version, all spectacular. I think she's one of the most beautiful actresses to, to ever grace the screen. She in... Uh, the Outsider, she played Cherry, the, the redhead, and was just, wow. She wasn't in Rumblefish. There's a sequence where Matt Dillon is uh, sitting in class, and he's having a fantasy of her up on the uh, the bookshelf. Yeah. And then most recently, she's Ma Kent. Yeah, she's uh, Mrs. Kent. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's great. Man of Steel and uh, Justice League. She's uh, 55 today. Piper Laurie from Twin Peaks and Carrie. She's the crazy mom in Carrie. She's so effing good yep. in Carrie. She's also in a... One of the first, if not the first Mel Gibson movie, I think it's called Tim, okay. where he's like a slow uh, handyman that, that she falls in love with on okay. her ranch. Wasn't familiar with that yeah. one. Yeah. She's 88 today. Uh, Balthazar Getty, actor, great-grandson of J. Paul Getty uh, from Brothers and Sisters, is 45 today. Uh, how about this, man? Steve Perry of Journey celebrates his birthday today. Yep. Back and performing, right? He's 71 years old. 71. I don't think he's doing live performances. He put out a Christmas album. Is that what that was? Yep. No, no performances in support of that? He may have done a handful, right. but he's certainly not touring or anything huh. like that. I, I'd go see him if he was touring, for sure. I was a big, big Journey fan. I mean, the, the optimum situation would be him back together with Journey. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. But uh, that guy, Arnell, does a pretty damn good job of <laughs> emulating his voice. What a singer, man. 71 years old today. This is my this yeah. is my crank it all the way up song from Journey. Do you drum to this? Uh, I never have, but I should. It's a, it's a great tune. Uh, Steven Adler, speaking of drummers, uh, former drummer of Guns N' Roses, is 55 years old today. Such a uh, sad story, but a... Uh... He, you can't help but like him. He's no. just, he's been through so much crap. And you want to talk about like a Carrie esque mother? Yeah. Yeah, he had a lunatic mother. We, uh, last time we had him out, it's always interesting. And he was very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His phone call, I just said he's seen all the text messages saying, this guy's drunk, he's wasted. No, he had a stroke. Yeah, come on, guys. He's one of, he's one of those. He had uh, a couple strokes. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he, he has a hard time speaking. Uh, but he's a, he's a super nice guy. He's 55 years old today. Uh, Beverly Mitchell, actress from Seventh Heaven, uh, is 39. I don't remember is which she one the, she is. Uh, younger sister? Because 
Jessica Beale was the older sister in Seventh Heaven. Yeah, and this gal's 39, so uh, I'm going to guess maybe. so. Yeah. And then, Steve, you're the only one in the room who'll know this. Graham Kerr. Yes. The Galloping Gourmet. Love the Galloping Gourmet. Me too. At the time, guys, uh, in the nineteen late 1960s, early 70s, uh, there were two... TV chefs. There was Julia Childs uh-huh. and there was a Galloping Gourmet. Gall- okay. Galloping Gourmet, very charismatic. First thing he did when he came onto the set was pour a huge glass of wine yeah. and would get bombed throughout mm-hmm. the show. All right. Uh, and later uh, had to go for uh, alcohol treatment. Yeah, and he yeah. had, and also he had, I think he had a heart attack. And yeah, then he, yeah. he was like, he said, "Just said I've used too much butter uh, in my life, too much butter and fat. Yeah. Turned way back, but he was a lot of fun. I, as a kid, I loved watching. He was him. great. Yeah." Uh, just a, a note. I got a note from Craig Legans, who uh, knows everything about uh, TV and movies. Uh-huh. Linda Blair was in Roller Boogie. Roller Boogie. Roller, roller there you boogie. go. Roll, roller boogie. Well done, Craig. Good, good call. Good call. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, let's see here. Uh, which Greek god carries the winged serpent staff? 215-263-WMMR. I am going to go to Matt for the answer. Hey, Matt. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How you guys doing? Good. Matt, do you know the answer, sir? Yes, it is. It's Hermes. Hermes, yep. Ah, there you go. There were a bunch of people that wanted to say Mercury, and I would have had to have denied that because Mercury was a Roman god. Yeah. Not a Greek god. I mean, pretty much the same. It's like Quicksilver yeah. and... Cut the crap. And uh, the Flash. The Flash. Pretty same, much the yeah, same yeah. thing. But anyhow, uh, hang on the line, Matt, because we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see comedian Cal Penn Saturday, February 1st at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Uh, tickets go on sale now. Click concerts at WMMR.com for complete info. When we learned about mythology when I was in grade school, Hermes was my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, just... that's, that's funny because I had to play Hermes in uh, the uh, the presentation on Mount Olympus in sixth grade in Mrs. Stoudemire's class. And mm. so uh, the, Hermes was not the role that everybody wanted to go for, but it's the yeah. one that I wanted because you got to wear the winged feet. Who was yep. your second favorite? Ares? <sighs> Uh, I probably would go high and go Zeus, right, most likely. Oh, yeah. but, go Zeus or go home. Yeah, but but he, Hermes or or uh, Mercury, Mercury was my favorite. Yeah. Just the the ability to to travel. That you path. really should play the God of War games. Yeah. I know, so yeah. awesome. I know. You know what? I got. Yeah. I've been getting in gamer right mode. I haven't I haven't sunk into a game in months and months and months. And you know what? I'll, I'll put that on the list to do it. It's wild. I mean, your life has sort of come full circle here because. You almost shop exclusively at Hermes. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you get all your stuff. I get my Maron Glace. Yeah. Uh, Maron Glace. Yeah. Maron Glace. That's Sorry. right. Mm. I was wondering why they gave me a dirty look. I said it wrong, <laughs> didn't I? Can I have some of uh, that macaroni glass? <laughs> all right. Uh, with the entertainment news, we're going to start with a story that we had late in the show yesterday. You may have heard by now, but Ozzy Osbourne revealed yesterday in Good Morning America he is battling Parkinson's disease. Um, he received the diagnosis last February after several health issues, including a near-deadly staph infection and a fall that damaged his nervous system, and he's uh, treating the disease with medication. So it's one of those cases, Preston, where they're in for treatment for something else, and they discover this. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. couple clips here. Let me go to uh, Sharon, and she explains the diagnosis. I had a bad fall. That doesn't sound like Sharon. Uh, they both well, it's them, it. yeah, Oh, Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, okay. I had to have surgery on my neck. I found out that I have a... Uh, uh, My God, he sounds terrible. He does. Yeah. He sounds terrible. I've never heard him speak with that raspiness mm. of a voice. A mild form. It's um, Parkin two, which is a form of Parkinson's. It's 
not a death sentence by any stretch of the imagination, mm -hmm. but it does affect certain nerves in your body. And it's, it's like you have a good day, a good day, and then a really bad day. Oh, my God. I, did, I had not heard that audio. That's terrible. Uh, they're going to explore new treatments, and this is them uh, commenting on that. We've kind of reached a point here in this country where we can't go any further because we've got all the answers we can get here. So in April, we're going to a professor in Switzerland, and he deals with getting your immune system at its peak. So we're going to go wherever we can go to seek answers. We're lucky, we're lucky enough to be able to afford to do that. I don't know what he said. At I the think end we there. can afford to do that. Okay. And then here's uh, uh, asking fans to have him hang in there for yeah. him. I just hope they hang on in there for me because I need them. Why are you crying right now? Because just means so much to him what he does. He loves to perform. He it, it is the air that he breathes. I just can't wait to get well and have to go on the road again. That's what's killing me. I need it, you know. That's my drug today. Oh my goodness. Getting back to the state not being able to is killing him. That's oh. that's what he lives for. Well listen he he's not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. Well hopefully he can. I mean if if he if he gets if he gets his um System back up to snuff if this if mm. his treatment pays off and it, uh, I heard a little bit more about this progression. It's a very slow progression on the disease and he's still dealing with stuff from his fall and other things. So maybe when all that clears, uh, or is cleared off the plate, he'll he'll be sort of back to his old self. It yeah. doesn't. There are some this doesn't look there, wonderful though. Like like with and I, I guess it's maybe it's not the same form that Michael J. Fox has, but for a while he at least was was taking medication that would allow him to still perform and still and act, act and yeah. still and still do. So I, maybe there's something that would allow him to do that for a few hours. Little different than putting on a rock show though. You well, know, yeah. Anything. So I, I you know I I gotta believe his doctors are going to advise him to not do that. So if right. you you know. Uh, wow, that's sad. How that's, old is he? Um, 71. 71. Yeah, so oh, that's terrible news. So hopefully he'll find the right treatment and at least be able to, you know, lead a, uh, a, a life. A life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he may have to miss the stage. But listen, Ozzy can show up to any band's gig anywhere and they'll know a song and he'll get on stage and be able to at mm -hmm. least do a song or two. Well, his... Maybe not full-fledged tours any longer, you know? Ozfest was always a yeah. curated collection of... You can keep that going and jump on for a song here or there. Wow. Okay. Well, let's move on. I have, you know, I have back and forth. I have the uh, good news, bad news stuff. All right, mm. let's play that emotional uh, ping pong game. All right, so that was uh, that was bad news. Here's good news. It took 30 years, but movie mogul John Peters has finally landed the woman of his dreams. Yeah, Pamela Anderson. Oh, I thought you say Kathy Bates. No, the pair got married <laughs> after their first date 30 years ago, and several intervening marriages between, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Who's this guy? Uh, John Peters was is a movie producer. Goes all the way back. His first memorable relationship was with Barbara Streisand, and he got he sort of got it. He was a hairdresser that got into the movie industry like through the side door. Uh, the pair got back together a few months ago and decided to make it official in a secret Malibu ceremony on January twentieth. Uh, he said Pamela has uh, never seen her full potential as an artist. She has yet to shine in the real way. There is much more to her than meets the eye, or I wouldn't love her so much. Well, John said. Peters was actually pushing for her to play the role of Harriet Tubman. Oh. And that's the kind of confidence he had in her. By the way, this is the fifth marriage for both of them. Yeah. Oh, so fifth, fifth time's the charm. Her, yeah. it, and where do you hear 
she has a little comment at the end, so yeah. I, you'll get a kick out of the fact <laughs> they've been married five times. Anderson's exes include Tommy Lee, with whom she has two adult sons, Kid Rock, and Rick Solomon. Uh, she married him twice. Yes. Uh, then she dated French soccer star Adil Rami uh, most recently. Peter's exes include uh, actress uh, Leslie Ann Warren, Barbara Streisand, and Christine Forsyth Peters. Forsyth Peters have attended these nuptials with their daughters uh, Kaylee and Skye, who are <laughs> Peter's daughters. Ke- I'm sorry, Peter's daughter Kendall was also in attendance, as were Anderson's son. Uh, sons Brandon and Dylan. Uh, that, she's fifty-two. He's seventy-four. By the way, that's basically a, a Hollywood version of Mayberry. That, that's as that's as common as you can get. They met in the nineteen eighties at the Playboy Mansion, <laughs> uh, by the way. And he had told her when he met her, God. "Don't don't do Playboy. Focus on a serious career." He said uh, she ignored him and went on to cover the magazine thirteen times. Uh, so Pamela wrote a uh, a poem. Ah, and she shared it with the Hollywood Please. reporter. Oh, man, okay. It's in free verse. It doesn't rhyme, so just giving you a heads up on that. But she wrote, John is the original bad boy of Hollywood. No one compares. I love him deeply like family. His life used to scare me. So much for a girl like me. Now I've seen more of life and realize he's been there all along. Never failed me. I'm ready now, and he's ready too. We understand and respect each other. We love each other without conditions. I'm a lucky woman, proof that God has a plan. Quote the raven nevermore. Yeah, so so, so God said, five marriages, you'll yeah. find the right one. Yes, it's like, going to be an arduous journey you're going to go on. I got a plan but after for you. five yeah, marriages, after ten marriages. After she got on the altar and swore by <laughs> almighty God that this is the one I will be committed to until I die and we join in heaven yeah. together. But I'll do it five times to make sure it's the right one. Even God knew it was going to, you know, even God's going, eh. Uh, so here at Steve, it cites uh, Peter's uh, for his productions, a few of them like Flashdance, which is of Eastwick, Batman, and Batman Returns. Yeah. So. No, he, he had he had good sensibilities. Yeah. Yep. There were rumors of Preston. I remember this was a, sort of a bit of a scandal when he was dating Barbara Streisand, is that they liked to expectorate on each other. That was his word. During lovemaking, they would uh, spit on each other. Spit Close. on yeah. each other? Okay. I love you. I don't. I don't. You are so hot. Yeah, I love you too. All right, so that's good news. Yeah. Okay. Bad news. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift has revealed that her mother, who's being treated for breast cancer, has also been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh my god. Jeez. She told Variety that doctors found the tumor while her mother Andrea was undergoing chemotherapy. We're talking about Ozzy being, uh, you know, treated for something else, and they find something, and uh, they were they were giving her chemotherapy treatments for the breast cancer. She said, "And the symptoms of what a person goes through Jeez. when they have a brain tumor tumor is nothing like what we've ever been through with her cancer before. So it's just been a really hard time for us as a family." I remember my, my mother had uh, a brain tumor, and she went in for the treatment, had the operation. And then they discovered that actually that cancer had come from cancer in her lungs. And that's oh, eventually yeah. what took her. Yeah. Swift revealed that her mother had breast cancer in 2015. She paid a tribute to Andrea Swift last year on her album Lover with the touching song called Soon You Will Get Better. Uh, in which she opened up about how her family has been dealing with her mother's diagnosis. The cancer returned last year <clears throat> after her mother was uh, initially treated in 2015. She said, it's taught me. Uh, that there are real problems, and then there's everything else. My mom's cancer is a real problem. I used to be so anxious about daily ups and downs. I give all my worry, stress, and prayers to real problems now. Does her uh, mom still live in the area? 
I don't know. Because they were from, uh, what, Wyoming, right? That, yeah, yeah, Wyoming? yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they moved out to L.A. or what. Well, if, if anyone has resource, right. uh, it's yeah. her. Yeah. yeah, no question. So that's uh, that's another bad news story. Uh, let's see here. All right, now... Now on, a good story. Now onto the frivolous stuff. All right. Uh, Kim Kardashian shared that her Skims shapewear is expanding its line... Yeah! ...with four yeah. new silhouettes. Uh, modeling the new options, she said, you guys have seen me wear this for the <laughs> longest time. Uh, they are the best material. I've been wearing nude color bases underneath so much of the stuff that I wear. It, hey, guys. It's been a dream of mine uh, to have these base bodysuits for the longest time. Four new silhouettes, guys. She said, uh, I'm not wearing a different bra than I usually wear, so that's very exciting to oh, me. Oh, it's incredibly exciting. <laughs> because usually tops like this, I need to. Uh, with this, with these, you don't have to wear a bra because they hold you. I love and that shapewear was a dream of hers. Uh, yeah. A dream of hers, and also to own a monkey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how does she balance this with her active legal career? Process? Well, I'll get to that okay. in a moment. Like her other Skims products, they're available in double uh, X extra small uh, to five X. In four different tonal shades, prices range from $68 for sleeveless bodysuits to $78 for long sleeve bodysuits, both in crew or mock neck. What's mock neck? Like yeah. All the way up. All the way up? <laughs> like, a, uh, like a turtleneck? Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it would go all the way up like a turtleneck, but Casey, it would be like a high. It's like a mock. Yeah. yeah. Neck. Yeah. yeah. Kim. Uh, yeah. Kardashian. Yeah. yeah. Most of her lines have sold out quickly. Uh, now, meanwhile, she isn't, uh, when she isn't momming or mogling, uh, she's, she's annoying. She's expanding <laughs> expanding her influence into America's legal realm. Uh, she is launching her own oxygen documentary uh, set to air April 5th. Kim That's Kim. what we breathe. Yeah, it's all about oxygen. <laughs> uh, it's called Keeping, uh, I'm sorry, Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Report. Or no, The Justice Project, sorry. Do it again. Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Project. The Justice Project. Uh, she said, it can be exhausting, frustrating, but I know that we can make a difference, and so all the criticism in the world will not deter me from what I want to do. Wow, I bet she had to look up deter. Amazing. Uh, she told reporters... The law, it, it's what's on TV. Television Critics Association on Saturday. Now, our father, Robert, uh, was a lawyer until his death in 2003, and she reported the plans to follow in his footsteps. Caitlyn Jenner recently told OK Magazine that Kim would start her own law firm and try to hire as many former inmates who've studied law. It's going to be Coco. To help the prison system. Off so, the hook. Yeah, so that's uh, that's where her... Sensibilities are right now. Um, Do you have any skims in my size? Um, let's go to a local and another sad story. Uh, and I wasn't familiar with this gentleman because it was from uh, earlier than my day here in Philadelphia. But Gene London, uh, 88 years old, passed away. He was the former children's TV host known to a generation or more of Philadelphians. Uh, he died on Sunday in Reading. Uh, the cause was a, oh, this is sad, a cerebral hemorrhage after a mm. fall. Oh, man. Yeah. One of the last to be lost from a pantheon of local stars. It included Sally Starr, Captain Noah, uh, Pixan, and Chief Half Halftown. Uh, he hosted a show on uh, WCAU, which is Channel 10, from 1959 to 1977 that aired under a variety of titles. What a run. Including Cartoon Corners and The Wonderful World of Gene London. 
After the TV show ended, he went on to work <clears throat> in the fashion industry as a designer in New York for Broadway shows. Really? Uh, also television and films, as well as for private clients. Yeah, fashion was also his hobby, and he regularly exhibited selections from his 60,000-piece collection of Hollywood costume and accessories. Wow. Well, wow. We yeah. talked about the you know, children's host a few times on the show and obviously had that legendary interview with Captain Noah, which was which was a blast. Gene London was always a little bit before my time. He was mostly like 50s and 60s, and so I didn't watch him when I was a kid. Um, but people who did loved him, and he was sort of like a local version of Mr. Rogers. It was sort of like that kind of that, delivery. That, that approach, yeah. yeah. And you know what, Preston, what I, I uh, had remembered and then read today was that he loved the Beatles. He played a lot of Beatles music. On no kid. Yeah, so he would incorporate Beatles music into a kid's program. This one goes cool. out to Gene London. A recent exhibit at the Allentown Art Museum called Designing Hollywood Golden Age Costumes from the Gene London Cinema Collection uh, had included the uh, Cecil Beaton costume and Leslie uh, that Leslie Karen wore in Gigi. Oh, wow. And a costume Morton Hack had designed for Debbie Reynolds in The Unsinkable Molly Brown. I love those movies. Uh, Mr. London was planning future uh, exhibitions when he died. So that's sad news, and it was because of a, a fall and accident. So that's too bad. Uh, okay, on to... Happy news now. Happy news. Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark has a new family member. She shared on Instagram... Wrote uh, and wrote, he just can't stop. He physically cannot stop being the most beautiful puppy in the entire world. Aww. Amelia Clark I got a puppy. I love the little bitch. Uh, <laughs> is a boy or a girl? And she wrote, everyone meet Ted. Ery- is, that, is that a thing? E R R Y O N E. Er buddy. Everyone meet Ted. Super Ted. My new main squeeze. Light of my goddamn life, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to fill this Instagram feed bursting uh, whilst still being able to leave uh, leave room in a teacup, she wrote. So uh, it's a really cute dog. So uh, she's happy. So there's, there's a happy story for you. How about that? Uh, let me see. Do I have any other downers? Is that trying dog to go back that we just talked about was yeah. run over by a car. <laughs> Ted is now dead. He's squished. This is not. Pavement. This is not necessarily a downer, but it's got some negative. You know, some uh, some uh, some. Negative, negative aspects associated with it. All right. While most of Hollywood hit the party circuit following the Screen Actors Guild Awards on Sunday, Joaquin Phoenix headed to a pig slaughterhouse. Man, that guy knows vegan, how to right? party. Yeah, yeah right. And yeah. he he walks the walk. Yeah, so he's a vegan. Yeah. Uh, he said in a video posted uh, to Facebook, we are so indoctrinated with these happy images of animals on farms, on the covers of meat containers at restaurants, and it's a lie. He said, I think people need to know the truth, and we have an obligation to do that. Those of us that have seen it for what it really is, we have an obligation to expose it, so I have to be here. So, yeah, he does. He tries to point that stuff out. He even goes so far as, like, when he was playing Johnny Cash, all the leather that he was wearing was faux leather. I yeah. Mean, he, he does all that stuff. So, you you know, he's not he's not yeah. being hypocritical. It's what he believes in. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Okay, so, Dabble. Dabble. An ad-supported multi-platform lifestyle network that launched last September by CBS has acquired more than 400 hours of programming from ITV studios and all three media, including titles featuring Gordon Ramsay. So this is another... Go to hell. ...thing. There's too many of these. Dabble, which is spelled D-A-B-L, by the way, uh, is airing on the digital spectrum, but is also adding cable distribution... 
Uh, they package it with Squirter, Preston. The the COO said we are thrilled with the growth that we have seen in Dabble in just four months. <laughs> they must be because I never heard of it. I mean, neither have I. It's been a value add to our station partners, giving them quality content for their digital channels. And it's been embraced by the advertising community as a way to reach viewers interested in lifestyle content. Well, here we go. I just mentioned to you, uh, you know, in the break that uh, uh, Picard is uh, premiering on CBS All Access. Are right. you going to get it? Do you have it? I don't know. No, I don't have it. Yeah. I mean, because there's stuff I want to see on that. There's stuff I want to see on Apple Plus. I don't have either one of those. And you know, at, at some point, it's too. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. But there are things that I want to see. I don't have Disney. Uh, I, there are things that I want to see on there too. I'm not going to pay for all of them. You Eventually, know? there's if, stuff I want to see on Hulu, on Netflix, on Amazon Prime, and on regular cable television as well. So you can a la carte it, as they say. If you let it end up on iTunes, you will. It'll all sort of be curated, well, or, or it'll okay. all end up there. You'll pay for each series separately. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the deal. They they, they got you. They, they got get you. They have you in the drive-through, Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens for sure. All right, uh, one last thing, I think. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll end with a, we'll end with an up story. All right. A body language expert thinks that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt fans who desperately want the pair to reconnect yeah. may be on. To- yeah! Yes. I knew it! Yes. Dr. Lillian Glass <laughs> tells Page Six their body language proves their love Never die. Remember, I was right about Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, they got back together. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait. No, no that didn't happen. They're friends, though. Right. Just uh, like the TV show she was on. Are they uh, Are they analyzing the handhold at the... The finger blasting. No, no, no. <laughs> <They're> Brad... <laughs> yeah. Notice two of his fingers are missing right now. <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> no. How come Brad only has one finger in this picture? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the other four are making friends. This is... <laughs> He only has a thumb. (laughs) Clearly, this body language says that there's something still there. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) No, the doctor says it's completely mutual, and that's what's so beautiful about it. I'll be there in you. (laughs) They're completely connected. I'll be there There in you. you. For the best of my hand, I tell you what, I, I, there, I think they're a good-looking couple. Yeah. I like what I like where he is, and I, I, you know, he's a again, he has that self-deprecating thing that I think is worthwhile. I think he, he made a mistake, you know, and uh, it'd be nice if they were together. Steve, you got to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're, you're gonna love I, it. I saw the first little bit. I know it's long, and so I have to. I, I can't stand to watch a movie in segments. I so I, I, I I'm gonna commit to it because it, it's uh, it speaks to a Hollywood era that you really like and appreciate. I and, adore that era, and the the backdrop of what goes on with the Manson family and everything like right. that is is really fascinating. And he is awesome in it. He's just Brad Pitt is really good. And but here in this handhold, not the finger blasting, but the handhold, it looks yeah. to me like she's trying to get away. No, no, they actually had a good. She was just kind of uh, stepping away for a second. Okay, uh, but they were they were sharing a, a, a chuckle and uh, the the body language was good. Yeah. It'd be great if they could just be friends, you know. Uh, yeah. but she's got the knobby elbows. If I need to, you know, pick on something a little bit. What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing over here? Knobby know. elbows. <laughs> knobby elbows. Come I mean, on, the rest man. of her is perfect, but her elbows. Oh my god. <laughs> we, sh- we should have you do like like a, like a runway thing, sitting there with your Delco <laughs> yeah. hat on and your <laughs> picking apart the, uh, the the models. That just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> 
That whole ensemble is a disaster. It is yellow sweatpants yeah, yeah. and yeah. Delco hat. Yeah. My, and my new Delco shirt. Yeah, with the skull. By yeah. the way, I was wearing my Delco shirt backwards this morning. Uh, Brent Porsche <laughs> p- p- uh, pointed it out to me. Yep. All right. Kathy, you see, he took a picture of it and everything. Oh, my God. Me wearing my shirt What backwards. is awkward? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do the clips here. Oh, we go. Chicago officers go head-to-head with the city's street crimes and detectives in Chicago PD. Here, Tracy Spiridakos talks about how she is able to create a history for her character as the series continues. Here we go. As I get to know Haley, there's things that, I mean, especially because I don't know a lot of things about her full backstory. So when a story comes up that I get to discover, you know, that's something that you can sprinkle in and add into the character going forward. Yeah, yeah, big whoop. No one cares. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling her up because there's a girl in Chicago PD that I kind of have a crush on. And I don't think it's her, though. Come on, you son of a bitch. I'm waiting for this thing to load up. Nope, that's not her. That's but not she's her. really cute, too. I mean, they're all attractive. Of course they are. Shows, of course. They're not going to put us on a show. A new Chicago PD airs tonight at 10 o'clock. The girl... have, you seen her, have you seen her elbows, though? Oh, no. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, man. Really gross. No, Marina (laughs) Squarecotti is the girl that I kind of... Your cotty is square. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This will be a problem during childhood. I don't know how you would pronounce it. (laughs) S-Q-U-E-R-C-I-A-T-I. Squirtiati? Squirtiati. That's even worse. You're a squirtiati. Oh, my God. It is a chick of such a squirtiati. (laughs) You're going to have to wear a smock. All right, let's move on to do the next clip. Drum roll, please. I did. <laughs> it was my fault. It was your fault. <laughs> the groundbreaking comedy Modern Family has been making audiences laugh for almost 11 seasons. In this clip, Eric Stone Street elaborates on the show's impact. Here we go. We all have 10-year-old kids that come up to us and say, are you that guy on Modern Family? Or are you that girl on Modern Family? That's the lasting impact. These people are coming up to me that weren't born when I started this job. So I have to assume in 10 years there's going to be another 10-year-old. And we're going to keep making, hopefully, generations laugh. You know, I remember watching the very first episode of that show and going, hmm, I wonder if this this will work or yeah. not. You yeah. know, And it's just... It's a monster. Uh, it's a great it has been, show. Uh, you know, I remember when I was had the the whole deal when I was uh, you know preparing for my prostate cancer. Uh, you know, it's 2014, and and I remember they were having these marathons of this show, and it was such a diversion. It I'll was bet. so awesome. Yeah, people that I really liked, <laughs> and it's uh, the the cast has been. You know, just great. especially him. You know, the 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 gay couple is is so good. It, it, Everybody has their Everybody. thing, and and they defy expectation of how how you would assume uh, a sitcom would shorthand portray the uh, betray, uh, portray them. I should say. Right. Uh, new episode of the final season of Modern Family is on ABC at nine p.m. By the way, there you go. Your entertainment report for this Wednesday morning. Uh, we have a secret text word today. We have a chance for you to win some tickets to see Glorious Sons. They're going to be playing tonight at Union Transfer. Text word secret to three nine three three three. Bounce a word back to you later on. I ask you to call in with that word. A designated caller gets tickets, and we'll grab a random texture as well. And they will be here in our studio performing in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. I have details about the Cardboard Classic coming up. We have new Pearl Jam music to play yeah. as well. Uh, and you know what? Should we play that next? Yeah. Let's do that next. We'll play the Pearl Jam right after this commercial break. It's called Dance of the Clairvoyant. Uh, so we will have that for you when we return. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. 
Huxley. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. Huxley, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. First thing uh, Casey said to me uh, before I listened to it, he goes, it's Talking Heads. He said, it sounds like Talking Heads. And uh, you you nailed it, Case. Yeah. Spot on with that because there are parts in there where he's he sounds a lot like David Byrne. And they're using a lot of synth elements in this particular song, which, of course, the Talking Heads did a lot of. And he says, this is not my beautiful Pearl Jam. Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some people were texting in saying they hear a Chili Peppers vibe in there as well. Huh. And a lot of negative comments on the text messages. Let me give you my first impression on that. And I'm not a one-listen guy. I've said that many, many, many times that it takes a lot of listens for me to warm up to a song. Uh, Casey and I listened to about the first minute and a half of it in the Q speakers here in the studio earlier this morning. I thought it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care for it. Uh, by the last 30 seconds here of that, I, I think I like it. Okay. <laughs> so that's how quickly it turned around. I'm not a big fan of Eddie Vedder's voice in general, meaning the, uh, the, <laughs> vibrato, the, vibrato, that, yeah. the vibrato that he does. It's very, it's very, um, uh, choppy. Um, but I think it fits well with the grunge, heavy, uh, distorted guitar thing, and it kind of slides in there well. Um, and and I, that's why I didn't like the beginning of it because you can really hear his 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 singing. But by the end of it, the the melody kind of got me. I've always been a sucker for uh, synth pop. Um, oh, likewise, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got to be in the right mood for it, right? And especially some that are kind of moody, like um. I'll give you an example. Do you remember the band? They only had one hit, Real Life. It was called Send Me an Angel. Absolutely. Send me an angel. Send me an angel. I love that song, but I got to be in the right mood for it, you know? Yeah. And I know you love stuff like New Order, Steve. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and bands like that. It was called, when I, when I first got into alternative rock, that was referred to as uh, progressive. Yeah, or yeah. New Wave. New Wave, yeah. 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 Uh, so... It's interesting that Pearl Jam's going that route. Um, you can hear Matt Cameron is is clearly using uh, electronic sounds in his drum kit. Uh, there's there's a keyboard thing going on there as well. Who would be playing that, Nick? Is Eddie going to be playing keys? I don't know. I, I mean, did. they got two guitar players, so somebody could could step Eddie, up and play that. Eddie can play piano, but it's probably uh, the producer. I would think um, he does some growling in this video or in this song too. Um, I heard like uh, kind of angry Eddie, which I haven't heard in a long time. Right. Um, so there's the vibrato stuff, which you don't care for, but then this is like some rock. <laughs> Yeah, like that. He's pretending to be a dog. Casey, play the. Yeah. Let, let me play, play it again. Yeah, so, let that's me see, isolated. Let me see if I can. Hang on a second. It's it's uh, just a couple seconds in. Hang on. Listen. Time? Yeah. Yeah. It's subtle. Steve, that fit perfectly. That was so good. Rhythmically, that I was know. perfect. I'm a, a oh, master on the ground. Oh my god! One more time. You. <laughs> uh, I missed it. You, 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 you cure me. 
Okay, here we go. Wait. One, two, three, and... There it is. You sure you want to do this, Ed? (laughs) Uh, It's uh, an expression of the animals and the world suffering from the glaciers. Here's my uh, opinion on it, um, because uh, I I love the band, and so I I didn't love it at first either. I'd like to hear it a few more times, and and I'll form an opinion. I don't think I'm ever going to love it like I did Tanniverses or whatever. Yeah. Uh, People that say Pearl Jam sucks, uh, your your opinion is totally fine, but to come out and say that Pearl Jam sucks, I think is just being dismissive of a band that you don't like, which is also fine. But but I've loved the band for 30 years, and so I'm It's the most subjective thing in the world. It's totally subjective. you, there, there, there so, are no categoricals. No, no. And so I'm going to like it because it's a band that I love, right? So I'm, I'm never going to be completely dismissive of it. If you don't like Pearl Jam, you're probably not going to like this song. Preston, you've had the the situation with, I remember, so I, you know, I'm a massive Genesis fan, right? From the beginning of Peter Gabriel and on through to the iteration that became Phil Collins and, and Duke and all of these albums that came afterwards that were sensational. And then a song comes along like Illegal Alien. And, and, you know, and just like really, and I remember, and then you're left with the, but there's a really good guitar part in this. And, right. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, the band, you just have to, sometimes there's a stinker. You yeah, know? yeah. Listen, I, I said, you know, Rush fizzled out to me and they're, they're yeah. one of my all time favorite bands. And I, there was, you know, after Hold Your Fire and or I forget which which album was. I was like, okay, that's not really speaking to me. It actually was after Roll the Bones, I think. But I don't think this is a stinker, though. I think this is just you said it's different. They have they have a different thing they're going for. So what remains to be seen is how much of this these elements are on the rest of the album, right? So are they going for a full on sound change, or is this just one of those songs that's kind of a little bit different? I heard uh, some people were texting in this as well, uh, some Arcade Fire influence, and so I, I, I know... Yeah, that's Eddie's true. A, Eddie's a Win Butler fan, and so... Um, I, you know, people also give artists and bands a hard time for for changing their sound or evolving their sound. I, I think it's great. You know, it, it might not go in a direction that you like, um, but at least they're trying something new. The hardest thing is to uh, be an artist who um, manages to grow but stay within the lane that you're used it's, to having them in. It's so hard, and yeah. it's so subjective. Like you said, Steve, you're never going to please all the people. No. Um, but uh, they're going to sell out every every tour they go on. They're going to, you know, the arenas are going to be packed, and they'll play some new music, and some of those new songs will be bathroom songs. And so, this one's brought to you by, the tour is going to be brought to you by Purina Press. Oh, is the, it? The dog I, I did not know. Oh, this is a growl. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, earlier in my radio career, I was a music director, and, and I learned along the way that I do not have the ear for um, what the populace likes as far as music goes. And it's harder than it than it actually sounds to hear songs and go, okay, everybody's going to love this song, or a big portion of the audience is going to love this song, we should play this song. Because a lot of the songs I liked turned out to be what we call in the business stiffs. They they would they would kind of start to go up and then they'd fizzle out. Nobody likes them. I'm like, that's a great song, though. I love that song. Oh, you're, you're right. And a guy who had yeah. the gift, a famous uh, program director out of L.A., Kevin Weatherly, mm-hmm. who who picked a song like the Goo Goo Dolls, you know, the, a name just out of the blue. Our, our old boss, McGuinn, had it. He had the gift? He knew it. He, uh, he could pick a hit. Who decided to put, like, the, remember Primitive Radio Gods? Remember yeah, that yeah. one that one song from the uh, Cable Guy soundtrack, mm-hmm. which became a hit? Uh, who would hear that initially and go, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna yeah. be big? Uh, was that... Um, it might have been Maryland. Standing outside a uh, broken yeah. something or other. Love so, that phone song. Phone booth. Yeah. 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 Something along those lines. Interesting. Oh, we're going to play it now? Well, I mean, it's great. We have it. 
I've been down hard. Uh, it's got yes. that sample from BB King. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You remember this, right? Yep. Been harder, baby. Ever since the day we met. And the growl <laughs> is the hook, of course. So, um, real quick, I had uh, talked to Brent Porsche, and he's been playing it since uh, midnight. So he's uh, he's listened to it probably more than anybody here, and he's he has uh, heard the Killers, the Man song in it. Um, uh, so I don't know do you, that song. Do, okay, so the man song. Yeah, it's a song called "The Man," mm-hmm. and so that's this one. Okay. And I wasn't sure if you guys you're not familiar with the with this song, Steve. I know you're I a am, Killers yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm. Try, I, I, I'm a big Killers fan. A little right. bit, yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's more lush, the killers. Yeah. yeah. You know, but but then again, this builds with that. I'm hearing Cannonball. From yeah. Which is a great song. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of that. All right, anyway. Cue well, the Shih Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> New music from Pearl Jam. It is called Dance of the Clairvoyance. And, uh, you know, take it for what it is. And maybe. maybe live with it. Maybe live with it for a little yeah. bit. And, and you'll like it. Or it sucks. I, I don't know. I, I All I know is by the end of the song, I was like, okay. I might be. Uh, I might have been wrong in my first assessment about how lousy I thought it was at the top. But uh, and know. then Preston at the core of it, it's freaking Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's yeah. you know awesome. Most definitely. All right. Anyhow, uh, it'll get played later on uh, today. I'm sure Pierre's going to spin that for you. So uh, if you missed it, um, it'll be coming up a little later on. Uh, Nick had something you wanted to share from your family. Yes. Yeah, so um, this this story that I heard the other night from my dad totally reminded me of Kathy and her story about a Janis Joplin. And you know, I've uh, known my dad my whole life. I'm 44 years old. <laughs> Are you and Kathy related? Uh, no. no. <laughs> well, well, by the way, what? The, <laughs> just to bring you back up to speed, Kathy's dad slept with Janis Joplin. Yeah. yeah. And it's like how have I known you? My my entire life, and you're just telling me this story. So, I my mom's birthday was on Monday, and we went out to dinner on uh, on Monday night. And um, Steve, I was referencing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood earlier, right? This right, morning, right. And yeah. uh, it's a great movie. And the backdrop of that movie is that there are these two fictional characters, and uh, the Manson family uh, story is happening in the background, right? So, uh, the, somehow Charlie Manson is linked into the movie, and I don't no spoilers or anything right. like that. But the Charles Manson storyline is a part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So we're talking to my dad about the movie because I really loved it and I'm recommending it to him. And uh, he starts telling us this story, me and my girlfriend and my mom and and two friends. um, And I'll just cut to the chase. At one point, my dad was camping in California with the Manson family. At at the Spawn Movie Ranch? No, at a different ranch in uh, (laughs) Malibu. And I'm like, what? Charles Manson? (laughs) Yes. So... He was hitchhiking. My dad hitchhiked across the country more than once. And uh, he was in San Francisco for a few days spending time with his family. And he was working his way down to L.A. Mm -hmm. And he didn't put two and two together until after the fact. Because then the whole Manson family story became um, uh, legendary and infamous. Yeah. And so he and Charles Manson was not. At the ranch at the time that my dad was no, there. No, they, they lived all around. He, he, he always had this sort of uh, troop of, of hippies and, and yes. outcasts and th- they that he'd live- be with. For, the, for a, a brief period of time, he lived with Brian Wilson. Yes, and, uh, and, and then Dennis Wilson was a part of the yeah, story. Yeah. And then uh, the Manson family was living in the desert near Death Valley for a stretch. Yeah. And they were living in the Spawn Ranch, which is where uh, they, they spend some time in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So maybe not Charlie, but how about like Tex and Squeaky and well, so so the uh, these are you is Squeaky your mother? 
Could could you very easily have been Squeaky McElwain? So what uh, this <laughs> happened post uh, Tate Lobianco murders. Right. So Tex had, had wait, already wait, been arrested. Give me the timeline again. So this was 70 or 71. The murders happened in 69. But right. The, but not everybody in the family was arrested and not everybody oh had God. been disbanded. So be, right. between between the Tate and Lobianca murders is and, when he was... And the conviction So of, they're looking for him at this time? Well, it was before the conviction of Charles <laughs> right. Manson. So I don't know. My dad doesn't know when I Because I know, know this well. I've read the book countless times and I, 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 I everything Manson, <laughs> I, I just... And was, because we used to travel by that area. We were... We lived in Thousand Oaks in 68 for almost a year. And then, you know, so I became acutely aware of this general area. And, and Vincent Bugliosi was a part of Vincent the... Vincent Bugliosi was the DA who, who was able to uh, to uh, convict Charles Manson on nothing but circumstantial evidence. And clearly, he was he was the reason it all happened. My dad needed a place to camp. Yeah. He was looking for a place that was free because it's my dad. Do you have any camps run by murderers? <laughs> And he and uh, it was warm and a nice yeah. place, and it was right near Malibu. It was in the hills above Malibu. Wow! And it, and it turns out that the other people who were camping there were a part of the Manson family. Did he encounter wow. Charlie himself? No, he did not. Okay. So I don't know if Charlie had even been arrested yet. He had not been convicted because the convictions didn't take place until seventy one or seventy two. And I'm going to call you Big Head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Welcome to the family. Got a big head. But, yeah, he was there for two or three nights and then went on and then uh, spent more time in L.A. and went about the rest of his time. But, yes, my my father, and I didn't know this until two (laughs) days ago, had gone camping with the Manson family. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? How has that never come up in all the years? Wait a second, man. You say your girlfriend makes meatballs with raisins? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Wow. Well, Nick, let me ask you if you feel the same way I do. Because I get it. There's a lot of stories that, that my dad has. And uh, my dad was a little bit older uh, when he married my mom. So he kind of, you know, he had a life before her. And so he tells these stories. And they gradually leak out. And yeah. some people in the family are like, oh, my God. you Yeah, you didn't know that yeah of course we we knew that story so anyway so sometimes i think did he just fantasize this and then he's so old now that it just becomes real in his head that's well, very possible there, there there is and we discussed this that that uh, what was this the, the percentage president uh, the average person what they believe they remember from their past yeah a, a third there are a lot of false it, memories it, yeah that yeah that you that you have just Thought and and then yeah. you get confused. You piece yeah. them together, I, and, then and then you, you convince that yourself that that actually happened. For and some like, reason, and, I, I believe both your, well, your and, stories. And, but the thing with my dad is he has so many stories that there are, um, like, uh, the fact that he was friends with, with um, John Denver. There are pictures of them. So, like, that we know is true. So could he have encountered Janis Joplin? Yeah, of course. Did he? Did you, they you know double-team so, Janis Joplin? No, but, like, enough of his stories are true that you don't not believe him, but you're like, really? And you're, and I'm you know, 40 years old and you're just telling me now? That well, Kathy, Kathy showed me a picture of, of her dad and John Denver high-fiving over Janis Joplin. <laughs> so it was a, an Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. Or back then they called it a country road. A country road, yeah. <laughs> and dads would take That's home. where we got the song. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But uh, Kathy, when, you, when you'll hear these stories, sometimes you can sniff out the BS or you're like, that, that, that didn't happen. Like you can tell. And I think another, so, but this story, this narrative all seemed legit, seemed completely true. I don't think there was any reason for him to make it up. And the reason that it came up in the first place was us talking about the movie, was talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I also think that uh, that some point... Your parents just don't share stories with you until you're a certain age, you well, know. Yeah. So they're not going to. He wasn't going to tell me the story when I was a teenager. Right. No, and you would you would you would not have had any point of reference. So 
any no names come to mind of who he was hanging out with. Well, so I don't know the the because because chronology as well as you do, Steve. But um, the, right after so after the after Sharon Tate and the the uh, Abigail Folger and the other people are murdered right. at. at Polanski's and that house. was Tex and right, right. They all went. Squeaky, I think, was a part of right. that. Manson sent them out to do that. He wasn't even on on site. Right. Then a couple of days later, he was dissatisfied with the way it was. Um, where he thought it was going to blow up. He was trying to create helter skelter and, and throw the world into into turmoil. Um, and then he himself went along to the Tate LaBianca house, but there was this, a space of time in between. Right, right. So this was wow. all after that. So, yeah. um, and I don't I know. I believe it was just a, like a couple of days. Okay, so, but my dad was with the Manson family, which is an odd sentence to say, uh, after those murders. And there were, at any given time on that, at that Spawn movie ranch, there were like 25, 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a hippie commune. Yeah, yeah. And there was no rules, and, and people would just sort of live there for as long as they wanted to, and then they would go about, uh, you know, they'd drift back into normal. Life. And the guy, the owner, was, he just, Manson would have his, his uh, minions give him sex, and that's yeah. how they were allowed to stay on the uh, the ranch. Here's a text. It says, I'm 26. My mom just told me that she broke my dad's penis once. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. How does that's that not, come up? That's not quite Manson family yeah. uh, stories, but that's a good one. I'll definitely go. Mom, the oatmeal's lumpy. Yeah, just like your dad's penis when I broke it. Uh, let me go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great, Rachel. So there was a like a family secret that you found out about sort of sorts? Or... Yeah, so um, when my mom was young, both of her parents passed away when she was little. So my mom was born and raised in Chicago, and then when she was 18, she moved out to Los Angeles. Um, so she was working at a pie shop in Los Angeles, and she actually met the doors. And so for probably about a year or two, um, my mom lived with the doors. So the story that I heard was, well, you know, the doors were big partiers. Yeah. And Rocky Krieger had a girlfriend at the time. To Robbie Krieger ended up in a really bad car accident with her and paralyzed her. Wow. So my mom, when she met the doors at the pie shop, actually ended up living with them and taking care of Robbie Krieger's paralyzed girlfriend. No kidding. Well, because wow. when you are when you have a, a, a traumatic medical situation like that and you need good medical care, you think of the pie shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who makes the best pies? That's, I know. that's so a, weird. I know. It was a random thing. And I she won't tell me the complete story. Um, you know, my mom was a bit of a partier back then in the 60s. Um, so there's, huh. there's some gaps that are still not completely filled in. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rachel, are there any, are there any just, pictures yes. or, or anything like that? Not that I've seen. Not that I've seen, but, uh, yeah, so she just, she goes, did I ever tell you the story about when I lived with the doors? I said, you lived with the doors. <laughs> you know, Preston, it, it reminds me of the of the movie Big Fish. Yeah. You know, and, 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 Thanks, and how that this now, now, you had a culture out there where everyone was dropping acid like crazy, yeah. and so memories are suspect, but... You know, it it, it it could track. It also reminds me of a, one of the first episodes of the Goldbergs, which is like, oh, that's uh, that's me and Lou Reed. We used to hang out together. <laughs> we used to work together. They're like, what? It was the dad. He would just, they would just drop these bombs every now and then yeah. that he never told anybody. And, and Jeff, Jeff Garland, I think, had been... 
With Lou Reed? Well, yeah, there was oh, a okay. picture of him with Lou Reed, yeah. so they had it in the family photo album. I mean, there's the old axiom, you know, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. But, yeah. But, I, you know, the way that I, my dad told this story, it's not like he was... Uh, threatened by Charles Manson or anything like that. He just happened to be in a place where the Manson family was camping. Oh, wow. wow. Let's go to this. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. So you have a really wild story here. Yes. Uh, my grandfather uh, grew up in Medford, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes. And uh, he was walking to get coffee at a diner, and he said that this girl with raven black hair just started talking to him and invited herself to get coffee with him, and it ended up being Black Dahlia. The, the wow. Black Dahlia who ended up being murdered in, in California. Yeah. yeah. So your pop-up murdered. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a, a wild, unsolved mystery. How? Um, so she was cut in half. Yeah. There's, a, there's a movie with Robert De Niro and uh, Robert Duvall called True Confessions. That is basically that story. Um, wow, so how, And he's, he's certain she, he, that she was the Black Dahlia? She said she was beautiful, but she talked too much, so he didn't like her. Oh, oh my god! So all they all they did was get coffee. Yep, that's okay. all they did. Interesting. <laughs> How long after that was she uh, was she found dead and mutilated? Um, I think he had said that this was in 1940. Okay, um, I don't remember the year that the murder. Took no, place. it was around that time period. That was, but from the East Coast to the to the West Coast. Yeah, the um, next day. Interesting. Thanks, Carolyn. <laughs> Yeah, or, no or he could have just been picking something that's obscure enough to uh, pass along yeah, as right. a... Yeah. But I why was, would you tell your I granddaughter was, that? Pop-Pop was Hitler's dry cleaner. Right. <laughs> yes, right. He liked his shirts a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? What do we have to lose by believing that? Uh, I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? So, uh, years ago when I was a kid, my parents told me that they used to hang out with uh, Bruce Springsteen. Every so often, you know, mutual friends and everything. I was like, yeah, whatever you say, whatever. Yeah. But then after they uh, passed away, I was going through some pictures and stuff, and I found a couple of pictures with my parents and Bruce Springsteen. Even a picture of my older sister, who's much older than me, sitting on Bruce Springsteen's lap in some house on it. No kidding. Oh That's pretty and cool. They have a, a guitar in it, and he's, like, reaching over, like, showing her how to play it. Wow. That's awesome. My dear little kumquat, <laughs> your husband was never found yet, which you did to me last night. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, like, for years, like, I felt bad for basically thinking that they were, you know, BSing me. Wow. You in jungle land on my junk. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Wow. Bruce Springsteen. Now let's go over to somebody who knew the Pep Boys. <laughs> Hi, Willie. You're on the air, Willie. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, okay. it's all right. You might actually be bothering us with this call. What? What's the story here? Well, I was talking to my grandmother. My grandmother passed away in 2012, and I was living with her. And we're talking about she was telling me when she went to Poland and how she had, like, actual gas lights in her house in, in Port Richmond. Yeah. And then she starts telling me that. We, we start talking about car repairs, and she said, she actually knew the Pet Boys. I says, oh, my God, how'd you know that? She goes, oh, I knew them from Kensington and Caster when they first started their business. You're, so, ta- you're talking know. Manny, Moe, and Jack, right? Manny, Moe, and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, was, was she, she just knew them? Was she involved with them? No, no, she knew them because they started their business where she lived in her area. They yeah, it was a Philadelphia-based company. Yeah. Did she ever make it with the Michelin Man? <laughs> I, always, I always 
thought they were just like a prop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Willie. Their heads that big. You know, Bob's big boy. That was my boyfriend. By the way, that's the big family story. <laughs> what that, that grandma knew. Oh yeah, yeah. Jack. Now this one I'd had. I'd like to talk to the person, but we're, we're out of time. But this text says my grandfather was arrested for the Limburgh baby abduction. He wasn't convicted, but still an interesting family tidbit. Well, they, uh, yeah. That was the biggest story in it the country. Was it was one of the biggest in the world, The world. Actually. It, was, it was huge. Wow. Um, there's some actually pretty decent ones up here. Yeah, there's some really good ones. Um, but go, we're, go, run, we're running out of time because we got to do the... Uh, number the two, though, Preston. Easy money. You want me to go to that real yeah. quick? Case, do I have time? Not really. Okay. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we got we to gotta skip it because we got a lot of stuff fault. to get Preston, to. my grandfather, you should go running with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, maybe... Cool. And nah, we're not going to have time to come back to this. Maybe at some point we'll have to... Well, you know what? We could in the next break. Anyway, uh, very interesting story. Nick's dad was a member of the Manson no, family. No, no, he was no, actively yeah. involved in the murders no. of the... He actually was the one who murdered uh, uh, the, the LaBianca. Oh, sorry, did I miss the detail there? Yeah. By the way, how's your soup? <laughs> Funny story. I murdered <laughs> the LaBianca's. Dad? No, he had... Well, uh, I had, wanted to get some hippie poontang. He had apparently camped with the, the Manson family yes. at one point. Wow. Yeah, there was place. a little guy there bragging about banging Janice Joplin the whole <laughs> night. Wow. All right, interesting. Listen, we do need to take a break. We're going to come back in a second and get to Bizarre File Stories. We're going live on Fox Good yes. as well. And right. we have to do uh, the easy money word. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Glad you asked. Green Day. Sturgill Simpson. Papa Roach. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR going live on Fox Good Day right now. But I'm not complaining. But I'm sure the kids, <laughs> they want snow, don't they? They want to make a snowman. Yeah. Oh, Preston and Steve are there now. Hey, we're here. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. Hmm. So, here's what we're talking about today. You know, emotional support animals. We know it's an important thing. But yes. this guy, he might be trying to work the system a little bit. He has registered a pint of beer as an emotional support animal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he wants to be able to carry it on with him with, for public transit. Uh, public train? Uh, uh, aircraft or just, like, buses? Oh, like on uh, the train. Oh. Aircraft, you can't. I was just on a plane, and you're not allowed. I thought this was so funny. I never heard it. You're not allowed to drink your own alcohol if you brought it on the plane. It's like Karen, that's a this whole is, federal. Did you just figure to find this out? You... <laughs> I just did. I, How did you bring it? I'm just going like to knock a... off a bottle of scotch I picked up in the duty-free <laughs> shop. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, 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 now, is he going to have to prove that it is a living, breathing entity, uh, a pint of beer? I mean, he's going to have to go through some kind of a process here, you know? Right. You think it would be. Now, so I, I, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's trying to get press on this. And if, if there's mm-hmm. any justice in the world, someone else's support pony will kill them, kill them, kill them during a flight. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Obviously, you can't, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he needs... It, guys. <laughs> no, medication I can see, but a but a beer? I wouldn't mind an emotional support glass of wine. I could handle that. Right. We can drink on Amtrak. I think this is a lot of this. <laughs> no, Karen's not even no. what, What's your perception of public transit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Karen's always drinking. How about a Greyhound Yeah. How about a new <laughs> investigative report on where you can and can't drink? <laughs> Karen. Karen's There's the only one that for travels with a sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> 
Transit says I know. <laughs> New Jersey Transit, no. Wine bag? Like, how do you make this work? Oh, that's great. Well, no, normally you can buy them on the Amtrak. Right. You know, it's like <laughs> it's a carrier car. Oh, no, that's the thing. I need to yeah. travel with Karen. Yeah. <laughs> right? I want to go on a trip. You know, she just came back from Florida. Is that when you found out you couldn't have uh, drinks on the plane? That's because you can buy the drinks. I, right. I thought it was so funny. You can't bring your own. You said it. Not from duty free or Did anything. you like pop open the bottle? And Karen, like, how did you get in Karen's going to start BYO Airlines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Turns out he's the dead weight. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. All right, we skipped traffic, so let's do NJM Insurance Group traffic, and then we're going to get you the word for easy money. Kathy, what's going on? Blue Route northbound, Jams McDade Boulevard to Route 1 southbound from Route 1 to Media, Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, slowing Willow Grove to Fort Washington, 422 eastbound, Jams Limerick to Royers, 429 to Trooper on the Schuylkill westbound. It's heavy Pashyunk to South Street, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route out to 202 eastbound side, slowing uh, from 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to Spring Garden. Uh, on 95 southbound, your jams Cotman through to Girard on the northbound side, slowing uh, from Market Street to the Blue Road, Island Ave to Broad Street, Columbus Boulevard to the Vine Expressway, and then uh, on Route 1 northbound. Out at the uh, Pennsylvania-New Jersey state line in uh, Bucks County, we had an accident there that's just been cleared. 42 freeway northbound, heavy the Black Horse Pike to 295, 55 northbound, jams Deptford to 42, and then over the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound, it's heavy the midspan to 8th and Vine. This traffic report brought to you by Robert Half. Demand for top talent is an all-time high. Keep your projects moving with highly skilled accounting and finance professionals from Account Temps, Account Temps, a Robert Half company. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. Easy money. Here's your ticket to $1,000, and it includes one word and sending it to us. And we have a variety of ways you can do it. The word is fund. <laughs> it's hard to say on the radio. Funds. Yeah. Uh, because you may mishear it, but F-U-N-D-S, as in money, cash, funds, F-U-N-D-S. You have until 815 to enter it via text if you'd like to. We have a special contest short code, which is 45911. Or you can enter it using the MMR mobile app or via the contest page at WMMR.com, and that way you'll be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. Now, you're going to get a call if you're randomly selected in this Beasley nationwide contest and win 1000 bucks. Complete contest rules available at WMMR.com. Once again, the word is funds. F U N D S. I'm having. I have a you cold. Have, no. Yeah. I have a cold. It's a hard time hitting that D with my nose stuff. <laughs> it's Fund. a bad word to Fund. pick. Funds. Funds. Uh, funds. F U N D S. Good luck from uh, Meineke and 93.3 WMMR. Uh, we have a little bit of breaking news, and it's uh, sad breaking news, unfortunately. So break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Terry Jones, one of the members of uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, has passed away. He was 77 years old. Yeah, so. just came over. Yeah, it's uh, too bad. And Steve, you said he had a he had a condition, or he was uh, he was sick for a time. A, a form of uh, dementia oh, that uh, I had not heard of it, but what it, it severely hampered his ability to communicate. So he was oh. l- fairly lucid, but um, that was uh, that was the issue. And I, he announced that he had it in 2016. I think it was okay. Uh, and so uh, here, here we are. So he, uh, you know, people 
are thinking of, of uh, uh, Terry Gilliam, who's still alive, yep. uh, and the other member of uh, Monty Python who passed away was Graham Chapman. Correct. And that was years ago. Yeah, yeah. He had cancer, I believe. I yeah. think so, yeah. Uh, ah, that's sad, man. I, I'd still... You know what? I uh, It was about a year ago or so I uh, watched Holy Grail again. And did, did you uh, and in, indoctrinate your, uh, your sons? Oh, man. Carter loves it. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. You have great, you know, you have good sense of humor. So yeah. I was happy to see him embrace that. And I've forgotten how that movie ends. It's <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yeah. It just descends into stupidity. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's a movie the whole time that yeah. ends as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's bizarre how that the movie. Not, show up. Nothing yeah. was off ever off limits. No. Uh, if you no. if you haven't visited the uh the film work or even the television stuff of uh, Monty Python in a while or have never, oh. it's worth uh, checking out. I used to, as a kid, I used to get excited when Monty Python, when they would show it on PBS for some reason. Oh, yeah. And, and there were boobs. Yes, there and were. I would, oh, yeah. And I would get excited that, that dude, we're going to see boobs Preston, tonight. Sunday night at 10 o'clock in yeah. New York is when they would show Monty Python on Channel 13, the PBS channel. I know you bet your ass I was watching. Yeah, yeah. And it, besides it also being screamingly funny. Exactly. Well, uh, so sad news and very little details on this as of now, but just thought we'd pass that along. All right, uh, Bizarre File Time. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, it is uh, brought to you this morning by Red Robin. Red Robin Catering has a delicious range of gourmet burgers, wings, sandwiches, wraps, salads, drinks, desserts, and kids' options for your next party. Order today at order.redrobinpa.com. Red Robin. Yeah! Thank you. Wow. A Munich court on Monday convicted a German man of more than a dozen offenses of attempted murder for tricking women and girls into giving themselves electric shocks while he watched over the internet. What? This is twisted. The regional court sentenced the man, identified only as David G., to 11 years imprisonment. The 31-year-old defendant would be sent to secure psychiatric clinic for treatment. Now, prosecutors said that the man contacted women and girls as young as 13 online over a five-year period starting in 2013 Claiming to be a doctor seeking paid volunteers for a medical experiment on pain perception. He then persuaded them to attach a homemade contraption to the electricity mains at their extre- and their extremities while he watched and issued instructions. None of the victims was ever paid. Judges concluded that 13 of the 88 cases constituted attempted murder because the defendant had told the women to hold the cables to their temples or feet Causing electricity to flow through their brains or hearts. Oh what was the what was the worst injury that, that anyone? You know what it doesn't indicate in the story. Uh, the court uh, convicted him on two counts of serious bodily harm and five counts of premeditated bodily harm. So people got hurt doing it. Uh, an expert witness told the court that uh, Mr. G had carried out his crimes for sexual and sadistic gratification, but he disputed that fact. So he's going to jail for eleven years. That's pretty wild. A Florida man attempted a not-so-great escape last week when he tried hiding from deputies uh, underwater in a pond. Yes. Uh, An action movie movie stunt that officials (laughs) easily foiled when he came up for air. They found him, yes. Daniel Christopher Booth had warrants out for his arrest for selling methamphetamine when a deputy attempted to arrest Booth at his job at a solar power plant. 
Uh, the sheriff's office said the 36 year old ran away and dove into a pond. <laughs> I can hold my breath for one minute. Deputies uh, quickly spotted Booth when he came to the surface for air and they made the arrest. Booth was transported soaking wet to the county jail. The sheriff's office said, and they added several com- comical <laughs> hashtags, including uh, not Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Another hashtag. I almost got away with it. Don't yeah. you hollow out like a bamboo shoot and breathe through that? That's what everybody was saying. Yeah. Said there were Apparently there were no, uh, <laughs> there was no bamboo nearby. Uh, he had faced additional charges for the ill-planned escaped attempt, attempt, by the way. Here's a local story. Maybe you guys caught this. A former Philadelphia police officer charged with taking a Porsche SUV from an impound lot and using it for his stepdaughter's prom Aww. has pleaded guilty. So my little girl. Yeah, right. James Coolen Jr. Uh, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor kind of unauthorized And that use cocaine in the trunk is for you. Of a uh, motor vehicle. He was sentenced to a year probation, uh, resigned from the department in October for, before surrendering to authorities. He had seized the uh, Porsche Cayenne during a drug investigation in April and placed it in the Narcotics Bureau Headquarters Secure impound lot. Uh, they said surveillance footage showed him entering the lot in his personal pickup truck and leaving in the Porsche. Uh, two days later, the uh, car was returned, and a driver that couldn't be identified uh, because it was dark drove away in Coolen's truck. Prosecutors cited other evidence, including GPS data from the car, to show that Coolen had used it for his stepdaughter's what? prom. Uh, I don't know. Why you throw away a career? Maybe you went to. Uh, maybe she went to your school, Kathy, where you need to show up. Yeah, prom oh. at a really fancy schmancy. Guess where I got this? Know. The impound lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's unbelievable video. Stevie touched on this in the trash yesterday of a wild elephant roaming around uh, the Jetwing Yala Hotel in Sri Lanka. As you can imagine, it gets a wide berth upon entering the joint. Nobody was rushing him at the check-in line, but best of all, the full-grown Asian bull elephant named Natakota by locals is apparently a repeat customer. The hotel says he's been wandering in from time to time since 2013, spending days napping in the shade and stomping through the resort's walkways. He's very delicate for an elephant. My question is, in any of these journeys, has he taken a dump in the lobby? That's what I was thinking, too, because, you know, you're talking about 50 pounds of crap. Uh, So the pachyderm used to be a seasonal visitor... According to the hotel, stealing fruit from vehicles and grub in the kitchen. And uh, now he's got a permanent residence at Jetwing, and he's left in peace, apparently. They just let him do what he wants to do. That's not to piss off an elephant. A New Hampshire man killed a coyote with his bare hands yeah. Monday after it grabbed his two-year-old son by his jacket hood and dragged him to the ground. It's a wild story. Ian O'Reilly. Literally said he had never harmed an animal, so it was a weird experience. After the coyote bit him twice while he tried fending it off, O'Reilly kicked it away and used his body weight to suffocate it while holding its snout shut. Uh, O'Reilly said that it took him about 10 minutes to kill the coyote. He said, I was uh, able to get its head into the snow and get my hand around its snout uh, so so it could no longer bite me. And then from there, I was able to suffocate it by using my body weight and scissor locking it, basically, until it basically expired. And the thing kept coming at them, apparently. And you you, you have to. Uh, He hadn't quite processed what happened, even after the fact. He said, in the middle of the moment, you're not really thinking or recording in your mind a whole lot. You're really just, it's on instinct. O'Reilly's son was not injured. Two hours earlier, though, another attack had occurred nearby. Uh, Pat Lee and her two dogs were sitting on her porch. When a coyote attacked all three of them, biting Lee in the process, Lee and her dogs received rabies shots as a precaution. 
New Hampshire uh, Fish and Game recovered the coyote's body after O'Reilly killed it and is testing it for rabies and using uh, DNA from the victim's bite wounds to determine whether the same animal was involved in both attacks. I, I did see a follow-up last night, and, and it did have rabies. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so he did the right thing. Yeah. yeah. He killed yeah. it. So. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file for you. Don't forget, we have a secret text word today. Uh, chance for you to see Gloria Sons. We have tickets uh, for their show tonight at Union Transfer, and they are going to be here in our studio in a little while to perform live for us. How cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So we'll take a break, come back in just a moment, and don't forget you have, uh, you got about three minutes or so uh, to send over the word funds, F-U-N-D-S, uh, to 45911 or through your MMR mobile app or WMMR.com, and you just might win in Easy Money Funds, F-U-N-D-S. Back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, uh, I want to do junk tour, but I got a couple shard outs if you don't mind. Okay. I've been lacking on the shard outs lately. I want to get back to this. Uh, I got this email from Kevin uh, Bezak or Bezak. I'm not sure how he says his last name. But anyway, he, he came out to see my band play at the Trap Tavern and he, he sent me this lengthy story about how crowded it was and. Um, uh, he had said uh, the bar staff really helped him out. So he said the bar staff, Jess, Mike, Allen, Tim, and Kevin were amazing with a very large crowd. He said, I even heard one bartender say this crowd is bigger than the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, they remained courteous, professional, and efficient without appearing overwhelmed. So a shout out to Michelle, Liz, Jess, Mike, Tim, Allen, Kevin, the bitch who was sitting next to me. That's how she introduced herself. Huh. And all the rest who attended the Saint Show at the Trap Tavern. Uh, thank you, and that is, uh, Kevin came all the way from Washington Township, New Jersey to see us play, wow. so here you go. Shout out for the, uh, the staff of the Trap Tavern. It was <laughs> jam-packed. Well, yeah. where was the place I saw you at again? I forgot the name of it. Oh, that was at... Hell was oh man! It's the biggest crowd they'd ever had. Uh, champs, champs, yeah, champs, champs, champs. I'm sorry, champs. They're champs at champs. Yeah, Where they're... when I'm, I'm, I know your next gig is in Delco at JT Brewski's. Do you know the date of that one? Because I need to I need to mark that pencil. Uh, I'm not hearing the guitar sound case. I'm gonna have to. Wasn't ready. Glance at my calendar here, case. Uh, can you give me a second here? Yeah, and, man. While uh, you do that, I'll sing. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know. You could just look up here, Preston. What is it on the schedule yep. up there? 
Yep. Oh, there you there go. There you go. Uh, Saturday, February 22nd. That's an early show. I don't either. even have it on my calendar. Why is it not on... I, sorry, i got to enter this in my calendar right now. Uh, There's nothing on here. Damn it. Why did I what not... What the f***? What? Where's that f***ing sound coming from? If I don't put this in now, I will forget to do it. My wife will kill oh, me, so hang on just a second. What the f*** is this? Band gig. Okay. The f*** is that? Sorry. Hold on. And okay. done. There you go. Okay, sorry. Press I needed to do that. What? A month from today. I think that's the same night as the uh, my daughter's... My kids play. Well, she's just going to have to be disappointed. Isn't she's yeah. Well, yeah. no, I do the sound for Where's it. my daddy? <laughs> Casey's been saying he's been going to come to every one of my shows and then never Dude, has Dude, I'm a busy guy, man. I know I got... you are. I know you are. Don't Three worry about kids. it. All right. And then the other shout out is to, uh, this is an, another person who came out to see uh, the band and it was so packed they didn't get it. Their friend didn't get a chance to come over and say hi in person. So, Jackie Crabtree wants me to send a shout out to Charlie Thurston because she wants to apologize. It was her fault that she didn't get a chance to come over and say hi. So here's a shout out. So there you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just didn't want to get those out of the way. No. Uh, junk drawer. Oh, Let's clean some right. stuff out here if you don't mind. I wonder this is probably the only money that Casey and the Sunshine Band gets when, <laughs> when we play this, <laughs> this song. Yeah. Um. I saw a couple stories here that were worth passing along. Let's go with this one. Yankee Candle yeah. has announced its uh, scent of the year. And it's the second time they've done this. Their second annual scent of the year. Can I guess? Yes. Smells like my vagina? No. <laughs> I think that was entered too late. Okay. That's going to the Paltrow's candle. Yeah. It's called Awaken. Awaken. The scent has top notes of sheer peony. It's that smell when you first awaken. Uh, what is P? It's a fl- flower. P-E-O-N-Y? Yeah. It's a kind of flower. It's a big peony. puffy flower. Yeah. Okay. Top notes of sheer peony and crystal freesia. Also a flower. Okay. Mid notes of clary sage. Mid as- notes. I know, right? That's how pompous <laughs> way to this. What does it smell like, you dummy? Claire, uh, clary sage essential oil. Mid notes. Arcanox and driftwood. And base notes of white amber, patchouli, and mineral musk. Oh, so simply is... put, it smells like a dead mouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, very florally. This this is like a nightmare for me. Florals yes. are the worst. You hate that. But, you... but they're the worst. Like sometimes, very rarely though, I can handle like a fruit flavor. But anything uh, floral, uh, it's it gives me a headache immediately. Do okay. you have any artificial scents? Um, in your house, uh, would you, you would never use like a Glade air freshener, right? Or a so plug-in? I, so I have, um, I do have a, a plug-in from, um, Bed Bath & Beyond. It's like a cinnamon that I put in, um, the downstairs bathroom. In the pooper? That I can handle, but sometimes, and I don't know what it is, uh, it gets very strong and then I have to unplug it. Okay. Uh, but like diffusers and things like that. No, like yeah, I have a, humidif- I like a humidifier, um, like through my my heating system. But and like the the do you oils put bacon and, on it? and stuff like that. I don't do that because it, it makes me nervous. I'm just going to get a headache from okay. it. Yeah. Don't blame me. Yeah, some people do react. I, I, I you know, some of those like candle shops in the mall can be 
just overly scented, obviously. It's oh, I can't even go in Product though. line oh, is too I much. Love them, man. Too much. However, yesterday we were in the spa, the Four Seasons, taking a tour, you know, the Comcast building and the yeah. whole thing. I love that spa smell. The, uh, the pool smell was also really I nice. Love, it's, yeah. To me, that says clean. Kathy, um, that, and that's what I was going to ask you about, a clean smell. Like, what if you smell bleach or lemon pledge or something along those lines? Is that appealing to you? Um, like after a crime scene's been cleaned up. Right, yeah. Not uh, not really. I mean, it, it, if it's if it's too strong, like if it's a very strong bleach smell, it's also going to give me a headache. However, indoor pools, like to me, <laughs> that's kind of a childhood memory. So that I enjoy. Oh, you like that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you about, so those are synthetic scents. Right. What, what about real ones? Because uh, there's a, a Febreze um, scent that is, uh, that's like. Um, Cud. No, it's Hawaiian. Uh, it's the Hawaiian air. And so when oh. we were in, when we were in Kauai, I mean, you it smells nice. Just the general scent is beautiful. Hey, it's how all, close is that Febreze smell to that? It's all the flowers, you know. So so, the, so flowers in real life. So no, if I have a lily in my house, if, if I get a bouquet of flowers and there is one lily in it, yeah. the second I walk in, I'm like. There's a lily in the house, oh, no and kidding. I have to pull it out and, and throw the lily There's out. You can never live with the monsters. <laughs> All right. What about, uh, like, hyacinth? That is What's the, that? Uh, like, Easter flower. I like uh, that smell. I love that smell. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. There there are some flowers that are very strong that I can't handle. Um, like a rose or something like that, that's that's no problem. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, you can uh, you can purchase this. And by the way, the brand describes it as sparkling and inspiring. With semi-notes of, and quavers of... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you can uh, purchase the scent of the year at Yankee Candle retail locations and online as well, in case you're wondering. right next to Hickory Farms. Yeah, dude, you know, top notes, middle notes, middle and, notes. and base you're notes. You're whisked away in a symphony of yeah. all, of uh, all the factory I, senses. I actually located right next to Popeyes. I can't stand those descriptions for cigars, for bourbon, because for, there's no point of reference. It's it's, it's all just, flowery language that gets you nowhere near understanding. Well, it makes me feel like a freaking oaf. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I just taste like whiskey to me. It tastes good. It tastes bad. One or the other. Hang on. Did you hear what though? he said? He said it tastes like whiskey to him. <laughs> How completely pedestrian. Uh-huh. Get out. Yeah. But uh, you're kind of a foodie and you do that when you eat. I mean, it's, it's the same exact thing. I know. I just can't do it to the level at which sure. some of these go. No, you don't though. But you're like four or five layers of things that they can taste. I, you know. You're saying tangible mm. spices and things that you're likening it to. When yeah. you say a, a, I, a candle smells like a semi-note, right. what does that yeah. mean? Yeah, you know, oh, this has oregano in it. Yay, uh, I like oregano, whatever. Uh, but, you know, this has a mid-note. This <laughs> this this tastes like the joy of a of good luck. Yeah. Those are just actual terms for things that you already notice when you when you eat. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've, I've seen you eat and, and dissect... Without knowing ahead of time what was in the dish, I've seen you do it, and, and you're not. It's it's got a pompous sort of sound to it, like oh okay. yeah, mid note and blah blah blah. But I've seen you go, mm, oh, no, oh, yeah, I taste a little dill there. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. But that's an actual ingredient. All a right. semi note is not part of a candle. Yeah, I, I don't know. You God may be damn right. It. Maybe there's, I'm a, there's maybe so I'm much a money in sense. There's uh-huh. a, like and, oh, and yeah. it's such a fine art that yeah. the people that do it take it really seriously. And you know, like a, a well trained sommelier or somebody who works in a, a perfume business, that it's so difficult because only a select few can do it. Yeah. We, you had a story about the one of the top noses uh, in the 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 world who's uh, works for Chanel or something. Yeah. And uh, when, when it all comes down to it, though, all of that is whale vomit. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. Ambergris. Yeah. You guys are going to kick out of this. I was at the tattoo convention on on Friday night, and uh, I was so excited because the jerky hut was there. And <laughs> oh, the jerk smell? hut. Oh, uh, 
No. Oh, Jerky Hut. Okay. Yeah, jerky Hut. Jerk that's that's, that's an jerk activity club. Oh, okay. No, this is the Jerky Hut, and they have a similar uh, um, booth at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center <laughs> Day. Day. Uh, in Oaks. So I'm sitting there, and I'm trying. I was trying to figure out which jerky I wanted to get, and Steve, it was like the same exact thing. Mm, like a comforting summer <laughs> zephyr. <laughs> well, it's blowing it. across my body. It's but interesting it, that you mentioned the uh, tattoo convention because here's another story I oh. have in the junk drawer that I can pull out right now. Uh, if you are a tattoo artist, you uh, should be using Instagram as a free way to promote yourself. Uh, CNBC reports that tattoo parlors got as many as 70% of their new clients from Instagram ads or referrals. Well, you can see the work. Yep. And for some places, that number climbed as high as 90%. Uh, more than one third of people ages twenty five to twenty nine have tattoos, mm. and many post about them on Instagram, which drives others to find artists and so on. That's why we have Tattoos Day. We always give you the uh, the Instagram account of the actual uh, artists that you can get tattooed by. Are you 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 have been mentioning that you're interested in possibly getting new ink? Are you are you going to? Nah, I haven't committed. Change your mind. What about something for Neil Peart? No. I you know I I don't know I've I've what kind of for Terry Jones I've kind of backed off, backed off the idea of, of tattoos if I was going to get something it'd be for my family uh, but um, us or your actual family I don't know Casey was going to get another one and I'm like I think you just head down this slope of um, eventually getting a lot of tattoos and eventually going why did I get all these tattoos yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, all right let me see what else do I have here in junk drawer oh okay Da-da. the way you dance is uniquely your own, science said. Researchers in Finland used motion capture technology and found a person's dance style is almost always the same regardless of the type of music. Also, that uh, your dance moves say a lot about you, such as how extroverted or neurotic you are, what mood you happen to be in, and even how much you empathize with other people. Uh, Nick. When your dad was a member of the Manson Cult, <laughs> right? How did he dance? Uh, like a hippie. Okay. Uh, so twirling and yeah. uh, spaced out and everything. Uh, study participants' dancing styles were so unique that a computer was able to identify them by their moves alone with ninety-four percent accuracy. Is it? Is there any chance now, from now on, instead of opening up our phone with our face, we'll dance in front of it to get yeah, it unlocked? Yeah, or instead of uh, uh, fingerprints, they make you dance. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be great. Uh, uh, to make to make purchases, right? Yeah. So you're doing the Charleston in front of the reader. Dance, dance, dance. Kathy, you're you're the the biggest dancer on the show. Casey yeah. would be second, I think, but Casey loves dancing. He is a good dancer. Do you, outside of of salsa dancing, partner dancing, do you like to dance alone? I mean, as as a, as a solo. Uh, yes, sure. Okay. Yeah, right. there, there's. A, I mean, yes, I do. But also, even salsa dancing, um, I almost sometimes prefer to dance by myself than than with a partner. There, I didn't realize there was solo salsa dancing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure oh. there's solo like dancing every, every style, but mm. yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, a lot of the, like when I was performing, um, sometimes I, I preferred to perform um, like with a group of ladies where we were dancing by ourselves than uh, a partner dance. Okay, because we did way, 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 way back when when we, we were at Parks Casino and we opened up that new part of the casino, you had your dance Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys did oh, that yeah. routine. Yeah, so we danced. Yeah, it was okay. just girls dancing and so we weren't doing a, a partner dance. But yeah, like, at, like just going out or weddings 
yeah. even um, you'll, you'll dance like you and you like Dennis that? will tear it up. I uh, no, Dennis does not dance okay. um, at all. No, uh, no. Uh, I used to dance when Jace was little. Uh, I used to dance like for him to, and he would crack up and and laugh at me, and then it moved to just pretending like he couldn't see me. Right, uh, right, right. right, right. <laughs> but yeah, like I'll dance at home. You're and stuff embarrassing now. me. You know, it's I, I I'll check out the video. Sid uh, Wilder, Sid Wilder, yeah, she and, does uh, a lot. and Kathy doing the dance in here. Oh it, yeah. I mean, it, it, first off, it's just it's very pleasant to look at, but also the, it's. Very meticulous. Yep. It's very cool. Uh, Kathy, I remember when it clicked for me on on how to dance by yourself because I, you know, we started going to dances right in like sixth grade, like you know, almost seventh grade. But it wasn't until like the following summer, mainly because it's, you know, it, it's it's kind of embarrassing, you know, it, dancing yeah. by yourself. You know what I mean? So I remember being at like an under 21 night, essentially, uh, at uh, Discovery. It's not even there anymore. But it finally clicked on me. I was like, oh, if I move my body to the beat like this. And then like the best thing that ever happened was the running man because I could do with it. You know what I mean? And that was like <laughs> yeah. a, a dance. Well, my but- conundrum is that I start to dance and <laughs> the floor clears and they want me to do <laughs> my yeah, thing. They want you to do your <laughs> solo. And I got to do my solo. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I got you know, the whole thing, and then they love me, and then people come up and say, I love to watch you dance. Yeah. No, it's like Kathy's cousin at her wedding doing the backflip well, and everything. I was actually, I was just going to say, he. so that happens to him a lot. I mean, he is a professional, a professional dancer. dancer. That's what he's done his entire right. life. He Does it happen up- because people know who he is, or they'll just see, dude, this dude knows what he's doing and get out of the way? Um. So probably both. Like, maybe when he was younger, people were, people thought, okay, what's this, like, let's watch this guy. But now it's like, they almost like clear a circle for him. And they're like, okay, go do ahead, it. do it. And yeah. I think, like, a lot of times he's like, okay, like, that's like asking you, well, do a radio show now while right. we're all sitting here. Like, it's, you know, yeah. but he also gets it and he knows that people enjoy watching him. So uh, if he's invited to a wedding, that he has to uh, prepare to do his backflip because he's going to have to do it at some point. I follow uh, Julianne Hoff on, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, she's, you know, she was super nice when she came by here and she's very attractive and fun. And, uh, when she posts videos of her and like several people doing these dance routines, it's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts <laughs> what people can do with their bodies who are professionals yeah. and know what they're doing. It's, yeah. well, she's I, so it's very, I'm, watched, I'm in awe of it. I can't dance to save my life. Have you watched this show, uh, Flirty Dancing? No. It's a reality show, right? It's a reality show. It's a contest. So, Kat, it might Does be she up host here. it? Does Julianne Hoffman? No, no. It's uh, um, uh, Jenna Dewan. That's right. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the idea is that so these the, these people uh, practice these dances with these choreographers, and then they meet like at a park, and for the first time, oh, and, they, do and they don't say anything to each other except they dance this duet. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, and uh, but in a public so place, and, and you kind of yeah. get the reaction. Yeah, there are people okay. like, "Could you? I'm trying to eat my fish." Yeah, <laughs> but they're, they're dancing around, and it's supposed to be like a musical. And they, they and then it finishes and they just walk away. Is it they, any good? Because I mean, you you might to, like it, but I mean, it's hard to. So wait, have they practiced they have with both, each other so independently? They, so if it's yeah, a guy, that's difficult. they have a guy and or they have a girl. So the guy has already uh, practiced uh, the dance, and then the other two women that he comes up uh, uh, with, they've practiced the same dance. So yeah, he dances yeah. the same dance with both of them. Okay, Kathy, what uh, dance that you do is the most physically demanding? Like the, the hardest on your body. Well, I mean, I really, I, I don't really do ballroom where there's different types of dances. Is that what you mean? Well, like the most break uh, dancing? No, no, like there would mo- uh, be like almost like a workout. 
Well, I mean, when I was salsa dancing and performing, and I mean, that was, you would run through a, a two and a half, three minute routine and you'd have to take a break in between each time. I mean, you just, it's, it's fast. And, and especially with salsa, the faster it is, like the better they think it is. So mm. the faster the beat, you're, you're just kind of moving. I mean, that's in, in the Latin dances that I like to do, like bachata and, and salsa. I mean, salsa is pretty, um, if, if you go through an entire song, it's, it's, it's a workout. I'll bet. I'll bet. So anyhow, uh, we all have our own unique dance moves and yes, they can actually, are terrible and they can actually be identified by a computer uh, according to this particular study. I can't wait to start dancing at the airport. <laughs> uh, here's another story, junk drawer. It's actually a phone call, believe oh. it or not. Uh, hi, is this Natalie? Yeah. Hi, Natalie. Uh, did you have some news for us? I just won a thousand dollars. How about oh! that? Natalie is our big, easy money winner, and she got herself a $1,000. That's huge. Where are you from, Natalie? I'm from Cherry Hill. From Cherry Hill. Very good. And let me ask you, how did you uh, how did you enter? Which way did you use to enter? I, I texted. You texted. texted. All right, so we got $1,000 for you, which is great. Wonderful. You would have done the other way. You would have been running for $10,000. dollars i will tell people I did it, but a grand... <laughs> Ain't too shabby at all. So congratulations to you, and uh, this is going to be a nice uh, little pep in your step today, right? Absolutely. It's wonderful. Uh, Start dancing. Natalie, go dance on your own. Congratulations. Thanks for listening, and thanks for playing. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. All right, hang on. There you go. Yeah, I said pep in your Yeah, that's a great little pep in your Yeah? I actually, it's so You're funny. You're going to have a humdinger of a day, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded fine to me, but the face you made afterwards. Like, why did, like, why I, did, I, just, why did I just say He's going to get your ass destroyed. <laughs> yeah. your ass You're going to get your ass destroyed. Your ass is going to get bored out. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a different story. Uh, so, vacationers looking to escape winter weather by uh, taking a trip to Florida are in for some bad news. Cold weather is yeah. on the way. In fact, they have shut down the water parks. Oh, my gosh. It's that cold? Yeah. Universal Studios tweeted out that its Volcano Bay water park will be closed. Uh, it's they, they were closed Monday through today due to the unusual wave of cold weather. Arctic air is funneling into Florida, and uh, it's causing the coldest temperatures of the winter so far. Temperatures could dip below freezing Mm. which has uh, caused freeze watches to be issued across several counties. Is the water park worth a damn? Oh, yeah. I haven't been to it. I, I just went. Um, okay. And it was... Are there other people in that water? It was great. Yeah. Oh, you hate that stuff. No, then you should absolutely not go. I you hate, don't like I that hate stuff. the human stew that is public no, pools. You, there is plenty go. of chlorine and stuff in there. Yeah, but he doesn't like it. No, skip, you need to skip that. All right. Well, I'm gonna, we're going in February for the first. I, this will be the first time I've been to a uh, a park down in Florida. I've been to Universal and Disneyland in California a number of times, but never to Orlando. So I'm looking it's, forward to it. It's the same, but bigger. Yeah, bigger and cooler. Love it, yeah. Preston. You've reported a, a number of times about the pests, the uh, uh, like the iguanas that just don't die off because they haven't had any freezes in Florida in a long time. So I'm wondering if this is actually going to kill some of the population of, well, of iguanas and snakes that have become, um, you know, infestations. Miami put out a warning uh, for falling iguanas yeah. uh, just uh, this week. Uh, really? So, out of yeah. trees, yeah. Because they become uh, kind of, uh, not comatose, that's not the right word, but so they're cold-blooded. Yeah. So they they just, they cease to move when yeah. it gets cold, and they fall out of the trees and land on people. Those suckers can get big, man. Yeah. And so they're telling people to watch out for falling iguanas right now, believe it or not. Uh, but Disney is also closing. They're closing uh, Blizzard Beach, uh, that water park, 
uh, Monday through Wednesday as well. So they're... it sucks when you go because we went there to play golf a couple of years ago, press, yep. and it was so cold down there. I, and I went down there. I went to, to Miami one time for a fish concert, and I just I didn't even look at the weather. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Miami, Case and. Of- I, I had T-shirt and shorts. I had no warm clothes. You just clothing. assume. Uh-huh. It's, it's, I, what comes to mind is our first time down for spring training, and we're like, oh, boy, this is going to be awesome. We got our shorts, the whole deal. The morning of, when we go over to do the broadcast, it's about 38 degrees. Yeah, it was close to 40, yeah. just, near, uh, just under 40 degrees. I'm we're wearing a down fre- jacket. Freezing <laughs> while we were there. You do need to check weather no matter where you're going. I, I, even though you're the Because day. I've been to Florida several times, Casey, where it's been that cold. Yeah. And it took me a few times to learn the lesson uh, that they are not immune to winter. No. It I know just it doesn't happen that often. I know it's northern Florida, but when you went to Jacksonville for the Super Bowl, that was crummy weather as well, wasn't it? It wasn't cold. It just wasn't great. Great. It wasn't tropical or no. anything like that, yeah. No. Here's a text from somebody right now. They're in Orlando listening to us. As I'm in Orlando. It was 36 <gasps> degrees when I walked my dog this morning. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Was it usually in February? And people who live in, in Florida, like my mom, you know, their perception of cold is way off. It's, it's like way. 60 is like, yeah. oh, my God, they're so cold. Right. Get the jackets, jackets. out. I yeah. told you this story. I got out to visit my dad in Dallas years ago, and they were having a quote-unquote cold snap. It was 42 degrees, yeah. and there were two women crying outside the airport. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. So, Check it out! Uh, but it is cold enough. It's going below freezing, so, they, you know, that's that's really super chilly for Florida, so they're shutting down the water parks. All right, let me see what else I got here. Uh, let's see. Here is, okay, this is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, a visit from the Pope results in significant decrease in the number of people having sex, a new study has claimed. Scientists by... What are you doing in there? Yeah, scientists... <laughs> Shh, the Pope. Led by a... They uni- not be doing anything sexual. A University of Brighton found uh, abortion rates decline uh, by up to a fifth in the 14 months following a visit from the pontiff in what represents the first study of its kind. However, they found that birth rates remained at the same level, prompting experts to draw the conclusion that couples are either having less sex or they're using more contraception. So um, when you're talking about a papal visit, yeah. uh, you're going to visit him or he's he's driving to your house? No, he... he I'll be there in about a half hour. He comes to the town oh. that you live in. Like Saint. Uh, Saint? Like your band. Like us, <laughs> like when we show up, yeah. Uh, the UK-based research team also found abortion rates fell by as twice as much when the Pope explicitly mentioned the procedure as being unholy in one of his speeches. Thanks for coming down tonight to cut these cats online, and there's, uh, they're a great man I love. Uh, the name is Saint. I want you to watch out for the drummer. Have a great time. Uh, again, normally a reduction in abortion levels would result in an increase in births, but researchers once again found the birth rate stayed at the same level, huh. meaning... Couples either use contraception or abstain from sex altogether. They had looked at 129 official visits made to 85 Italian provinces by every pope uh, running from John Paul II through Benedict XVI. So this is only in Italy? Uh, yes, in uh, 19, 1979 to 2012, so it's pretty extensive. It's just a road trip for him. Uh, the figures do not incorporate any visits made by Pope Francis, by the way. So, uh, but they're saying he has uh, huh. in, that a pope will have that effect as he. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo, bring the segue around. Comes to town. So, uh, all right. Here is another story from John Shore. One more. Yeah. Oh, okay. One more. Man, which one do I go with here? Decisions. One where Kathy's mom. 
Where Kathy's mom is right or one about <laughs> selfies? Oh, come on, my mom. Okay. Uh, sunscreen products. Uh, I'm sorry, sunscreen protects the skin from the sun's damaging rays, but it seems it could be causing other problems. Researchers from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration found that people who use sunscreen and suntan oils and lotions tend to absorb several of their active ingredients through their skin. Now, we've talked about this before and the big hubbub over this. Yeah. And what is the, the it's the aluminum or what? what is it in the uh, in the actual? I've forgotten what it is, Steve, but I, I know what you're talking about. So I have two types of sunblock, one that had, doesn't have that, and then the one that I... Uh, like for deodorant, there's also stuff in in, in deodorant that yeah. is similar, and so I use I use a charcoal based uh, deodorant that's really good. Supposedly, it, uh, soon they'll find out all this stuff will kill me as well. In some <laughs> cases, the level of these chemicals found in users' blood surpasses the agency's threshold of what uh, that would allow them to forego more safety studies. Huh. Uh, Janet Woodcock, director of the FDA Center for Drug Evaluation and Research added that uh, just because an ingredient is absorbed through the skin doesn't mean the ingredient is unsafe. Right. Uh, she adds, rather, this finding calls for further industry testing to determine the safety and effect of systematic exposure of sunscreen ingredients, especially with chronic use. Yeah, chronic I, use a, use. I use an asbestos moisturizer. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. I mean, because, listen, dude, you know... For us that are sensitive to the skin, to yeah. the you know, what the f are you going to do? What do you do? So, so yeah, the, the, the skin uh, cancer. The the stuff I get is specifically designed to not have that in it. So UV it does clothing, those, right? Uh, yeah. And UV clothing, I, I'll wear all the time. Uh, and and you, like we said before, you go to the beach or you go to the pool now. The swim shirts, the UV shirts for swimming are all the rage. Yeah, but it's my my nose, cheeks, neck. Yeah. Wear a shirt on your nose. Oh, that's okay. A little shirt with little, a nose shirt. Your nose yeah. shirt, they're great. Yes. But I also and then wear you unzip if you want to blow your nose. I wear like a big uh, hat <laughs> on the. Cause I, listen, I'm on. I'm out in the sun every weekend, all weekend long. So what kind of hat do you wear? Like a like a big um, panorama hat? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, like a safari hat almost. Uh, like but it's just got top? like a big. Oh, you know what? I got a, a large brim on it. Yeah, I got and I got a newer one. It's like a big straw hat. Um, I don't even know. Remember the models were were have, wearing those gigantic hats for a while. Oh like, yeah, really, really big. Over the, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like just crazy. Size of a tire on your head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Something you see the royal family wear during an event. And right. I also started, uh, you know, when I'm like soccer games, baseball games, and stuff like that. I, I bring like an umbrella, like a uh, a rain umbrella, and I hey, use that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Steve, it's aluminum chlorhydrate. That's it. Uh, that yeah, so the sunblock I use does not have that in it. doesn't okay. have the aluminum in it. Yep. Okay. All right. I wish I wouldn't have chose that as the last tour. Right. Yeah, it's kind more. of boring. One more. Do the selfies. All right, do the selfies. Thanks, Kathy. Sorry, my mom was right. Go easy on the filters <laughs> if you want more likes on your selfies. Rowan University researchers found that using filters in selfies actually lead to fewer likes from other users as opposed to unfiltered Because it's not real. Exactly. <laughs> Especially, now listen, I could see, you know, the lighting, if you want to make it look like it's an old picture, those types of filters. Yeah. Or you want to look like a dog. But when you start smoothing out your face. And making yourself look like a wax figure. I can't stand it. I know they're... someone who's doing it too much, and I love them to death, but they're doing it way too much now, and Me they too. look like an android. Like Probably the same person. Yeah. yeah. It's a dude? No. No. Oh. Wait, so, okay, there's, um, you guys have heard of intermittent fasting, right? Who, who is it? Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Oh, 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 right, yes. right, right, right. Sorry. Well, listen. I, okay. Just Never mind. Just uh, stay, stay you guys have heard of 
of oh. inter- intermittent fasting, yes. right? Yes. Um, well, th- so there's there's like a Facebook page that you can follow, and people, you know, will tell their stories. They'll do their before and after pictures. Some of it is amazing. Well, I just saw one. This girl posted, and she goes, "I'm really proud of myself. This is working." Her before picture was, yeah, she was, yeah. you know, a little bit heavier, bigger, whatever. And then the second picture was a selfie with. Like the strongest filter you could possibly have on it, and I'm like, oh, no. what? Like well, you just smoothed your, you didn't liar. get ten years younger by smoothing your face out with a filter. If you want to see, so I, I got on TikTok just a while ago, a couple months ago now at this point, just to see what the hubbub was about. Everybody, every nine year old to eighteen year old <laughs> has a ring light around their uh, their phones, the phone? right. yeah. so they're like blasting light on their face. <laughs> It's just wild. Yes. Uh, the scientists suggest personalizing a photo in order to get more likes and uh, like you. <laughs> uh, that uh, and and that you can do that by revealing your job, hobbies, or economic status on the image. Oh God! Uh, study authors uh, say that the that using filters to improve how you look makes you come off as ingenuine by others on Instagram. Which could lead to fewer people wanting to interact with you. I don't use them. You just hit a milestone, right? Did you have some sort of milestone in your Instagram? Oh, you... I did. Not a big not one. Not that but we I... go after, but you're, you're at uh, 44 million, right? No, 44,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had been at 43 and change for a long time. And I was and I looked, I was like, oh, I don't like obsessively look at it. But I just glanced. I'm like, oh, I hit 44K. That's pretty cool. I'll make a bigger deal when I hit 45. <laughs> By the way, it's Preston Elliott. <laughs> Preston Elliott won the number one oh. at Instagram. It's not so. Let's get a thousand more right now. Yeah, come you can on. do this. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you need a, a filter or something. Yeah, you're like right. a ring light. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll do it. All right. Anyhow, that's all I have from the junk drawer. How many views have you had on your Pornhub video? Uh, I am. Oh I actually God. am in a Pornhub video, Steve. You're right. Wait, what? Yeah. His it, voice is in the back. No, 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 no. It's no, his no. face oh, and right. it's an interview. It. It's me. It was... Oh. Uh, he shot it over the headboard. <laughs> no. Well, I have done... Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we were doing the Totally Office calendar shoot, and I was That's I right. was uh, spraying down uh, Jen. And that was on Pornhub? And it was yeah, on Pornhub. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh and God. I was spraying her down. Did you know, she had gigantic Yeah, I remember breasts. her. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, yep, I, Preston Elliott, am on Pornhub. And it, like you, your your face? Like, yeah. Fully like interviewed the whole thing. Yeah. In fact, you're a lit Preston with a ring light in that video. You know what? That was yes. one of the first times yeah. I ever saw a ring light. <laughs> that was back in like 2008. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, that's it, so it starts out with you spraying her no, boobs. And then, I don't know if it starts no, out that he's way. Being and interviewed. then you're sex with her, right? I'm in yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch uh, the video and uh, find okay. out. You're going to have to watch. Yeah, Just like Oh, my God. All right, listen, we got a break because uh, Glorious Sons are in the Xfinity Lounge. They are ready to get set up to play, so we don't want to waste any more time. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment with those guys. By the way, they are playing at the Union Transfer tonight. They're awesome. And we have a chance for you to win tickets with the secret text word, text word secret to 39333. Uh, We will see if you win in a little bit. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. I don't practice 
The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Probot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads, The Who. And Jackson's local shots opener, Foxtrot and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So uh, the group of guys that we have here in the studio are alums of the MMRBQ. They played there last year. They have performed here in our studio before. Uh, and they've been to Philly a number of times. And we're yeah. happy to have them back. They are playing a union transfer uh, this evening. If you want to get tickets for the show, you can do that uh, via utphilly.com. Or if you want to win some tickets, you can text the word secret to 39333 because our secret text word prize are tickets to see them tonight. We welcome back to the studio and to Philadelphia, the Glorious Sun. Yeah! yeah. Hello, morning, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Uh, is the last time you guys were here when you played at the link for the Flyers game, uh, the, the outdoor game? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I think we were here with the struts in the summer. Okay. I think that was the barbecue. I don't know. Potentially. Uh, yeah. I Listen, you guys play so many shows, I, I don't doubt that you have no freaking idea. You're a hard-working band. Uh, but, yeah, but at that show, that uh, were you outside when you played the link for the, uh, the Flyers uh, series? Yeah. yeah. And do you play outside from time to time in cold weather? We played in like negative twenty eight. What the hell? Yeah. Where was that? It was an ice wine festival. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> really? Who booked this? Uh, Ian. <laughs> Him. He booked it. <laughs> Brett just pointed it out. By the way, you, the members in the band, we have uh, Brett and Jay and uh, Chris, who are all here. And uh, I would imagine Brett, for you as a singer, cold weather not too hard, but maybe for the guitar players a little bit more difficult because your dexterity. Yeah, my hands felt like frozen breakfast sausages that day. (laughs) (laughs) I was just throwing them on the guitar, hoping to get some sound out of it. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. Uh, You know what? In uh, in just doing some research about you guys, and you know, for the the interview today, uh, I went on Wikipedia, and you never know what you're getting with Wikipedia, whether it's legit or not. But I did see uh, that Chris is the only member of the band that has his own independent Wikipedia page. Whoa! Did you know this? I'm not sure I did know that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody everybody else's names appears just in regular black uh, face type, and yours is blue, which means it's a link, and you can click on it. What, does that mean his story's longer? Like, his what does that mean? Longer. Why are you so much more interesting? I would imagine my story's quite a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> does it say that he's a Republican senator? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I have oh, a, you got that occasionally? Republican senator. I have a Twitter, uh, a Twitter dude that there's a uh, like a conservative American politician named Chris Coster. So mm-hmm. I get a lot of like oh. you know on Twitter I get a lot of like. Chris Coster has done terrible things for black rights and all this sort of stuff. And I, I used to go answer them all. So I'm going to work harder. I, will, you know. I was going to say, what an achievement being a Canadian and being able to be elected to uh, the United States Senate. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, no, but I did, and, and digging around, and I, I looked on your page for a moment. Um, and it's I saw on there. Well, it says, one of the things it says, your brother was a, a long time, he worked for uh, the Tragically Hip. Yeah. Uh, on the road crew, right? It says that. On yeah, the- yes. <laughs> Look at you. got a whole world here you're unaware yeah. of. Yeah, he, he worked with them for a good number of years, 20 years or more. Was he a musician as well? or uh- We started our first bands together, yeah. He played drums for me for, uh, for years. Wow, did you get really jealous when he went mm-hmm. off with one of the biggest Canadian acts ever? 
No, that was the right time for us to stop music play, stop playing music together. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he sucked, I guess. Or uh, no, it was it, honestly like I bought the drum kit and he stole it and so oh, st- started starting bitch. bands on it. And then you know I was heartbroken. And then I knew the lyrics to "Sweet Child of Mine" and they didn't know where they were in the song. So okay. he was like, "Chris, even if you just talk it, like we don't know where we are." So <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's how I became a singer. And then uh, yeah. Not to be a downer, but while I was there and I saw that your brother worked with the hip and, uh, you know, I I didn't even put these two things together. But uh, Neil Peart obviously just passed away recently. I'm a drummer. It blew me away. He and Gord had the same brain cancer. I did not know that. And, and yeah, yeah, Gord Downey from uh, Tragically Hip. Is that right? From uh, same same exact type of, uh, of cancer. Where you guys, I mean, it's not required that every Canadian be a Rush fan or anything like that, but you're musicians. I'm sure that uh, you were affected by that news that Neil had passed. Yeah, I mean, you feel bad, you know, for any uh, anybody who, who who dies, to be yeah. honest, but I, we, I was never really a large Rush fan. Yeah. Um, I think more so he was just a very respected member of the music community, a very modest man. And yeah. I think that's something to be uh that's sort of, to. That's sort of a Canadian, you know, there's not a lot of braggadocia going. At least we perceive it as such. It's probably incorrect. There's probably <laughs> Yeah. But I mean that's a it's a, there's a a humility that we associate. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, why do the drummers always get to sleep in when everybody else has to do these early morning radio? He's actually here. Yeah. Is he oh, here? He's here. Oh, my God. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> That's Adam, by the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would ask you about Neil, but you're not anywhere near a microphone. So, uh, And is Chris here that I don't know of, your bass player? No. Okay. No. He doesn't count. No. It's the, bass, <laughs> the bass players get to sleep in. Uh, well, listen, we've been, uh, obviously, Sawed Off Shotgun, that was a so- the first song we played uh, by you guys. Uh, you had the current song that you uh, were warming up with, um, Closer to the Sky, so I assume you're going to play that for us. Is there anything you can tell us a little bit about the song before we uh, get into it, or anything you want to tell us about the song? Uh, not really, to be honest. It's written in England. Uh, sure in it takes place in England, or you wrote it in England. Kind of takes place in England. It's about somebody with really big pupils. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. The old story of the Brit oh. with huge pupils. You've the heard big... it a billion times. Yeah. Man or woman with uh, big pupils? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's Gen- probably more politically correct to just remain yeah. gender fluid. Yeah. What's yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do you sometimes write a song and not really even know, you know, what it's all about? Because sometimes we, we as, as 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 fans of bands, yeah. read deeply into some songs, and then you kind of find out that it was, ah, oh, it was just a thing we did, you know. I mean, even the Beatles have loads of songs yeah. that were just, ah, oh, we just kind of made it, and everybody takes these really deep meanings from it, you know. Sometimes you just catch a wave, and it kind of writes itself. Yeah. See, I yeah. thought it was about uh, being mistaken for a Republican politician. <laughs> There's that's material in it. That's exactly sure. what it's about. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole box set. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get the song about the big pupils, if you don't mind. All right. All right. So if you're just tuning in, Glorious Sons, and they're playing at uh, Union Transfer tonight. This is uh, Closer to the Sky on MMR. Eyes wide open, pupils locked down. His mama's little boy's on the ride of his life, and it's all right. Mind over body, body over mind Really doesn't matter if you can't tell the stars from the street lights. 
Lying on your back by the sewer grate Kisses on your face from the neon rain And there's no pain Clench your jaw, tingle your spine To the moon jacket, we got time It's alright It's alright Come a little closer to the sky It's better than wondering why It's better than breaking We're on your side Everything you hear is a lie And everyone's running out of time It's better than waiting We're on your side Come a little closer to the sky Leave downtown before you get slaughtered Bonfire shining on the black water It's alright It's alright Sand on your feet, wind in your hair You're a silhouette in the summer air You're so light At the edge of the lake, at the edge of the night She's looking at you with dangerous eyes and a half smile Give her a kiss and she bites your lip Come a little closer to the sky It's better than wondering why It's better than breaking We're on your side Everything you hear is a lie Never once running out of time It's better than waiting We're on your side I'll Come a little closer to the sky Come a little closer Down here everyone with a plan Is on something And everyone falling in love Is lonely It's alright Come a little closer to the sky It's better than wondering why It's better than breaking We're on your side Everything you hear is a lie He never wants running out of time It's better than waiting We're on your side Come a little closer to the sky Come a little closer Come a little closer Come a little closer Yes! Gloria Sons on 93.3 WMMR. I just I had nothing but big pupils in my head the whole time. <laughs> That's you it, know, yeah. That song was playing. I want to point, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Gloria Sons that are here in our studio. I need to point out that uh, your drummer, Adam, while not performing with you, was keeping time with his foot over here the whole time <laughs> during that song. I handed him uh, an egg. I thought maybe he'd want to jump in, but he was saying no dice. He's a shy guy. Is he a shy guy? Yeah, yeah. He, would, he would faint in front of all these people. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, you know what? I saw a, um, a posting from you guys that you were upset that the... Uh, <laughs> can't say that. Uh, <laughs> has that been your team? Is that uh, the whole band? No, uh, it's just Just you? Been I mean, a Bills know. fan? Oh, yeah. Really? I, oh, yeah, Parker. Sorry, Parker's a new fan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Parker. You know, our, our program director's from Buffalo. He's a huge Bills fan. Yeah. And I was at um, I was at Orchard Park this past, uh, what was it, October? I went to the Eagles-Bills game. Yeah, that was a tough one. Well, you know, not for us. It was no. great. But um, <laughs> but what I was actually sort of worried going in there, I, I you know, you just hear about the Bills fans, Bills Mafia, all yeah. that sort of I, I thought everybody was great. I, I went to yeah. the uh, Patriots-Bills game in week four, and 
uh, this old couple was walking through with Brady's jersey, and they were screaming at them at the top of their lungs. These people were like 70 years old. Aww. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Is that where they do, like, the belly flop on yes. the uh, table? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see the guy who knocked they, himself out cold it was yeah. at, at the Titans game yeah. in Nashville? Yeah. This dude jumped, like, off of a parking garage, and he came, I don't know, about... 12 to 16 inches short of the table and just went head first and like basically curb stomped himself. Totally I, worth it though. Yeah. Well, so when I saw it, I go, I mean, what better way to show your adoration for a game? When People I are s- starting to get mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I saw it, I was like, did I just watch a guy kill himself? <laughs> like I thought he legit died. And the, the worst part is, is like this girl with a, a beer walks up and just kind of like stands over him and he's not moving at all. And she's like, I think he's dead. <laughs> I'm not sure, but he's uh, but time is a game starts. <laughs> he broke his orbital socket and stuff oh, like that. There you go. Yeah. Ah, good times. Football. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> do, your, do your shows have uh, fans getting out of control from time to time? You guys have been al- around sometimes. for a long time, yeah. yeah sometimes, yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the What's the nuttiest thing you've seen from the stage? We had uh, in Toronto a couple years ago. We had fans throwing metal stools off the balcony into the crowd. That was probably, wow, that's, wow. That's, uh, that's, that's dangerous. Cool. Yeah. That was like a kind of. A one-time thing yeah. was yeah. it? Was that it metal stool night as part of a promotion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had one guy uh, stage die once and knock himself out oh. on the ground. He staved, staved, died. <laughs> Stage dived and his friends didn't catch him. Wow! <laughs> and all you saw afterward was his friends carrying him out of the bar. His oh neck was really limp. I don't care how many oh times man. I see that the stage dive where no one grabs you. Oh. It's the funniest thing I, on earth. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Brett, have you have you ever had to stop the band because something's happened? Fights all the time. No kidding. Yeah, like we we don't really like that. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. It's, it screws up the show. Yeah. 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 You don't. You don't need that. We got a lot of like you know pretty heavy songs, but they're all love songs, so it doesn't really make sense <laughs> for people to get all horned up and want to punch each other. Right, exactly. You may want to stop and say, "Hey, do you know this song? It's yeah. about big pupils. Exactly. There's no need to fight. If <laughs> <laughs> we need to come yeah. together, just, just there, touch each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> there are people out there accepting too much light into their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you guys are in the middle of a tour, obviously, uh, you're, you're stopping by Philly. It's become a regular haunt for you. I mean, you've played here a number of times. Mm -hmm. Um, you getting a good, uh, feedback from the fans when you, when you meet them personally? Oh yeah. 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 We have a number of people that wanted to come here in the studio and see you guys this morning. So they were excited about the fact that you were here. We got our buddy Danny here and we kind of hang out with all the... His local buddies when we come here, and he brings like <laughs> seventy people himself, and it's all Delco, by the way. Oh, it's These all, are Delco? all Delco oh, people. Yeah, yeah. Before the show, we walk around and they just yell at each other. Yeah, all all night, even when they're talking about normal things. Right. Smoke. I'm a smoke. I don't necessarily know how to do it. It's a part. It's a part of the Philly thing. Yeah. Well, it's a Delaware County thing, which is yeah. Your vision's being skewed. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just think of Toronto. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Well, can we get another song out of you guys? Sure. What are we going to hear this time? Uh, We're going to play Shotgun. Nice. Screaming. All right. (laughs) It is uh, Glorious Sons on MMR. Here we go. My medicine 24 years in the gutter again I'm losing it 
I'm losing it. Everybody's acting like they're all alright. I can barely get myself to sleep at night. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Shotgun, Brett. Thanks for doing that this early in the morning. I know how hard it's got to be for singers to really go for nah, it like that. Freaking easy, man. It's freaking easy. <laughs> Never let them tell you if only every concert could be at this time, you'd be golden. Yes, yes. beautiful. <laughs> I got a text from somebody that says, "In sawed-off shotgun, me and my wife always say hooked on avocados." <laughs> <laughs> so trying to that you. industry needs help. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I uh, read that in December you guys were posting some uh, little cryptic videos that imply you may be in the middle of making another album. Any truth to that? Any details on that? Uh, we're pretty much always in the middle of making another album, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, are, you, are you creating... Uh, I hear different bands say different things. When you're out performing and out touring, it's uh, it's too difficult. It's too hectic to uh, to get the time to actually work on new music. And others say it's actually exactly what they need to, to be inspired. What, is it, what does it work for you? 
Uh, well, it's kind of just about when the inspiration hits. Yeah. Right, right now, I'm pretty dried up. My right. brain is kind of <laughs> like an old that. avocado. <laughs> <laughs> an old shriveled up it's, avocado. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> is there any? Is there a place where you can go, like physically or mentally, to get into an inspiration zone, or is it just like random and you're on the bus and it hits you, or you know you wake up at six in the morning and it hits you, or is it, it just on how big your pupils are? Really? <laughs> yeah. <right>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I can pretty much write anywhere. I. I'm good at just finding a bathroom or a parking lot or Do a dumpster. Is it a dumpster? <laughs> will you record into uh, like your phone? Will you sing yeah. um, um, a tune? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because there are some people who, who will be like, okay, it's time to sit down and write. Yeah, and I know. Then, and, I don't, I don't want to be like that, to be honest. <laughs> right, yeah. That's got to be – how do you force yourself to uh, I, I be think, creative? I think it's important to force yourself to write every day, but I can't do the whole like planned out uh, – you know, I'm, I'm going to work on something for two hours. Now. Yeah, like it's a homework assignment yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. Yeah, okay. the best stuff is always going to come when you are inspired to to create it. But yeah. but I, I agree, you know, even just like when you write or write comedy or write anything of that nature, you know, keep the muscle working, but yeah. uh, you'll know when it's the right thing. Once you get obsessed with something. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what happens right. to me. I'll just start walking around and talking to myself. And that makes sense. Start running into walls. And <laughs> <laughs> throwing avocados. Yes. <laughs> Green stuff all over the house. <laughs> well, listen, we appreciate you guys coming in this morning. Uh, we're happy us. you're back in Philly. you got a, a, a big fan base here, so I'm sure they're going to be uh, all over Union Transfer tonight. Uh, and we'll see you when you come back in again another time. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks you to Brett, up. Jay, Chris, and Adam, who's been yeah. over here. Yeah. Glorious Sons, 93.3 WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay close. It's MMR's <laughs> Easy Money Contest. Just won a thousand bucks, huh? Yeah, I did, man. You are shot at a thousand dollars cash five times every weekday. <laughs> Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear that hour's winning keyword. One random entry wins a thousand bucks in cash every time. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. MMR's Easy Money. Ryan, congratulations. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much, sir. MMR Rock. You won $1,000. <laughs> I can't believe this. Complete contest rules at WMMR.com. 933. WMMR. Everything that rocks, baby. Fantastic, man. I love WMMR. Powered by Meineke. Total car care since 1972. Let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. That's a new Pearl Jam song. Yeah, I thought so. All right, uh, brought to you by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom with Drexel University's test drive from February 10th through the 14th, and you'll experience what it's like to study online at Drexel. Sign up today at drexel.edu slash test drive. Is that a fart? No. A burp? It was a burp, but in case you should okay. say, I heard it. I turned my eyes over to him. He's just got this <laughs> smile on his face. Wait, you, you could hear it? Yeah, I could okay, hear it. Okay, all right. Uh, did you let that 45-second fart out ever yesterday? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, so we were went through a tour. Go ahead, Preston. We'll, we'll get to this later. Okay. I'll talk to you right. offline. I, no, I do want to hear it, but oh, uh, I have heard your really long farts before. <laughs> We're going to get into the V-File. Okay. Yes, Witnesses and investigators are reacting with astonishment after a high-speed pursuit ended with a car 
uh, launched clear across the San Joaquin River, separating Fresno and Madeira counties. This is like... Evil uh, Knievel? Or I was going to say the the Duke boys. Oh. Yeah, it's like uh, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, the coroner's office identified the driver as 58-year-old David Callahan. According to police, before Callahan drove off the cliff, he was driving recklessly around 8.30 a.m. on Monday. Uh, Callahan led police on a chase, and officers say he eventually drove off the cliff. He was airborne for about 400 feet. Wow. And the officer said he crossed... <laughs> The entire of the San <laughs> the San Joaquin River and crashed onto the other side in Madera County, uh, and the the police officer said it was like at a hundred miles per hour. He said he cleared the whole damn river. Jeez. He said this is just me eyeballing it, but from what it looks like, it looks like at some point the vehicle landed completely on its top. Wow. Uh, the impact of the crash. Killed the driver at the scene. Police said Callahan was in the car alone. Pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen footage of that. <laughs> you got to love Looney Tunes, man. Story's been over for like 30 yeah. seconds. Oh, uh, right. whatever. A Chinese man was arrested <laughs> and fined after... Yeah, I know. <laughs> After customs officials discovered 200 live venomous scorpions in his luggage at Sri Lanka's international airport on Monday. You can only bring three ounces of scorpions, correct? I think so, yep. and he went beyond that. The man who was suspected of uh, attempting to smuggle the scorpions back to China to extract their venom was fined $550 before being released and allowed to return home. Oh, what? Just because I have 100 scorpions? <laughs> Trafficking in live wildlife has become a lucrative trade. According to the Times, Sri Lanka is home to approximately 18 different species of venomous scorpions. Mm. However, only one is fatal to humans, and it's unknown whether the ones seized in the case are deadly. Remember the story you had of an actual scorpion aboard a flight? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Uh, this week's head-scratching discovery comes less than three years after a man was busted with an estimated $30,000 worth of gold stashed in his butt at the very same airport. So it's not scorpions, it's gold in your I'll ass. I'll take the uh, gold in my ass. Yeah. In September of last year, the father of Hirokai Hish- uh, Hishijima mm-hmm. passed away. However, his father, having been divorced from his mother and living separately from the family there, uh, appeared to be a little bit in the way of a funeral. Uh, I'm sorry, there had been little in the way of a funeral. They didn't have one. Instead, the Tokyo Municipal Government was handling the cremation, and it wasn't until the following month that they requested uh, Hishijima pick up the ashes for a proper proper committal. Uh, he dutifully went to the ward office to pick up his father, uh, but then was at a loss over what to do with him. Reports are conflicting over whether his mother directly refused to allow him to bring the ashes home, or he simply thought that she would get mad if he did. Either way, he felt that going home wasn't an option, and he later told police... Uh, committing the remains would have been too much of a costly and time-consuming process for him. So, while passing through Tokyo Station, he thought that the men's bathroom of the Tokyo Metro line was a good spot, as any, and just left his father's ashes there. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, station <laughs> you staff, would have wanted it this way. <laughs> uh, station staff disagreed, 
And upon finding the urn filled with the ashes, they contacted the police who eventually tracked down the 53-year-old son and arrested him. I can't get rid of this goddamn thing. For abandonment of human remains. Wow. can result in up to three years in prison, by the way. Even though it's, if it's cremated ashes, it still counts as human remains? Yeah, details uh. regarding why the father was uh, handled this way aren't clear, leaving many online wondering how something like this could happen. He could have flushed him down the toilet. He absolutely yeah. could have. You know? I mean, and, you know, that's the proper way to acknowledge the passing. Exactly. Pull the lever. Laundry day got very exciting for an Oregon man who accidentally washed his wallet with a Megabucks ticket worth $8.4 million inside of it. God. Fortunately, it survived, even though the two less valuable tickets didn't. Uh, He said, I washed my wallet and then realized I had lottery tickets in there. This is Scott Moe, by the way, is his name. I washed it and realized I had him in my wallet. A couple of the tickets were destroyed, but not the jackpot ticket. Moe was uh, piecing together his laundered lottery tickets right before bed. (laughs) And after utilizing the lottery's ticket scanning app for the first time and realizing he had won the $8.4 million, it was midnight. Moe said that luckily the ticket worth $8.4 million was the last one that he bought and protected by other tickets in swap. This idiot knew he had an $8 million winning ticket. Yes. And... I mean, if if that happens, don't you put it in the most... The safest goddamn place you can find. Absolutely. Your butt, right? Yeah, up your ass with your gold. <laughs> in fact, I, uh, I Surrounded remember, by the scorpions you just brought in in your luggage. I remember reading a story of a guy who had won, like, a, you know, a, a, a lottery that was worth millions of dollars, and he was showing it to his wife, and he, he wouldn't even let her touch it. Yeah. No. He's like... Just in case, for some reason, she got excited and ripped it or whatever yeah. it might be. He's like, D- I can't hand this to you, but it's worth millions. I would sit up all effing night until oh, yeah. I could get to the to the office, the lottery office, to yep. you know make sure they knew I was the winner. You yep. sign it first and foremost. You sign the back sign of the it. ticket. That's yep. the first thing you do. And then put it in your ass. Uh, so Mo had bought the ticket, uh, brought the ticket to the Oregon Lottery on Friday to verify that it was a winning ticket. Then he took advantage of leaving the ticket at the lottery while he determined the best way to claim his prize. He took the bulk sum option, which splits the prize in half at a $4.2 million, and after after taxes, Mo took home two point eight five million from eight million down to two million. I know it's you red bastards. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the uh, bizarre file this morning. Okay, we hear about your forty five second fart, or do uh, we do the secret text? I right mean, right? it's just yeah, do the secret text. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, give me a number caller. Ten. Give me caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR, and uh, you need to know the secret text, right? All right, did you time this fart? Or, no, uh, no, I just, uh, we had gone on a Some tour. of our Comcast reps did. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had gone on we'll, a We'll time that fart for you. We we went on a tour of the brand new Comcast Tower um, it down was in great. Center City, and it was like a formal tour with a tour guide and all that sort of stuff, and we were in a group of people. It wasn't just MMR people. It was, you know, some other Comcast people. But at one point, I had turned to Nick and I said that I had about 45 seconds worth of fart built up in me. <laughs> um, but, Nick, I don't know if you noticed, uh, I walked out of there with a with an, an entirely inflated beach ball. I did, did not. Did you notice that? No, no. That is impressive. Yes. Well, so you, you, you got to have goals. When you alerted him to this, were you finishing up or were you just saying you had accrued? No, I had accrued at that point. All right. and, uh, and then, yeah, I just I, I did the right thing. I went to the bathroom. Right. Right. And that's you your pants right there. There you go. <laughs> but you guys said the building and everything um, was awesome. Amazing. amazing. It really is. So we've wow. been to the other Comcast building. Preston, they, they took us around. 
Uh, the, the, and they, were, they made us feel very welcome. There were signs up and all of that sort of deal, and, and it, it could have been nicer. And then they took us up to the Four Seasons. Wow. Now, when we toured the other Comcast building, the the, the former, it's still, but yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, this one's a little bit bigger. Did they show, I remember they took us in the elevator system and showed us yeah. that. Did they do that? No, what okay. they did do is they took us, so the, 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 the elevator that rides up on, basically you're on the outside the of the building. Yeah, yeah. is pretty amazing. Wow. And views, the entire thing all over the place is meant to maximize the views, especially in the yeah. Four Seasons where it's floor-to-ceiling yeah. windows. And it's, it's gorgeous. It's wild because, all right, so they took us to the spa area, and then they have a pool. That's where most people go to fart. <laughs> roof. Spa. Because it smells nice in there, yeah, and you yeah, can kind of mask, can mask the it with the uh, um, sandalwood. The, the pool press is um, uh, at, the, you know, at the top of the Four Seasons, and it's just wild because you're looking... You're looking down on like Liberty One and right. in Liberty yeah. Two. Like yeah. that's that's the wild part is that you're actually looking down on these on skyscrapers. the former tallest buildings in the city. Yeah, so I'm holding up a picture for you to see, Preston. But it's an infinity pool. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Casey's post of it. it looked yeah. pretty awesome, man. I mean, it's just gorgeous. So that's an infinity pool. That's yeah. an infinity awesome. Pool. Yeah, that's on the 59th or 60th floor, and uh, the, I mean the, the whole building is amazing. The Four Seasons. Is something else, it, mm. and, and I'm so glad it's back in Philadelphia because they didn't have a Four Seasons in town for four years or so. The R and D, go ahead. The lobby is way up high too, right? Yeah. For yeah. Four Seasons. When you step yeah. out, yeah, actually, and that's it, it. Actually, works in the reverse of where you would assume most. You know, most hotels you go in and how it's laid out. It's the the other way with the rooms <laughs> below where you check in. But um, the um, the research and development part, the labs of Comcast where they're working on the new equipment and they can demonstrate all this stuff was great. I yes. mean, they had, it was, they have a theater in there, like an amphitheater that is, uh, yeah, that was cool. like a full Dolby theater. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, again, they, they're maximizing that view and there's nothing like it in the city. I thought the highlight of the afternoon, actually it, 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 it was sort of the gift that kept on giving was, um, Matt Cowper was working on his standup routine the entire <laughs> yeah. time. That was great. Yeah. Was it sick? It was sick. <laughs> he actually referenced, he goes, and he turned to us in the library, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> Okay, so he he gets the impression. He, he, he she gave us a lift over there. We got to chat with him. <laughs> nice. uh, listen, we already got our winner for the secret text. Oh! Normally we take a commercial break and come back, but we chit chatted for a little while. So well, call, on, call number ten is who we're looking for, and it's uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, Kenny, wait to get that hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you like to know? All right, Mike, give me the give me the secret text word, please. That word is king. 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 Got it, man. You're going to see the band who we just had in here a little while ago. Glorious Sons are going to be playing Union Transfer tonight. All right, my man? Awesome, yes. Hang on, bud. We'll get your information, and uh, we'll get a random texter's to, uh, random texter to give that to, and uh, Marissa's getting that information as we speak. You can get tickets to see Glorious Sons tonight, Union Transfer, by going to a website. Uh, on the internet? dot com. Thank you, Casey. I couldn't find it. All right. I got you, uh, We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the uh, trash music news lesson questions. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Eight minutes after 10, Wednesday morning. We're working our way over the hump, headed towards Friday. When we get to Friday, we give away six-pack of pit tickets for MMRBQ 2020. May 16th, BB&T Pavilion tickets are on sale now. Uh, but wouldn't it be nice to be in the pit, man, with a bunch of your friends for oh, man. free? 
Uh, so let's get you those tickets. We'll do the letter at the end of the show. And then, uh, like I said, we'll give them away on Friday. In the meantime, we have something else to give away. It's a lesson question. We're going to see how closely you've been paying attention. And it's a... Uh, it's uh, tickets to True TV's Impractical Jokers. We, the Preston and Steve Show, are presenting the Scoopski Potatoes Tour. <laughs> and this will be Friday, August 14th at The Man. So the question I have for you this morning. Uh, when Kathy's dad and John Denver tag-teamed Janis Joplin, <laughs> the sex move wasn't called an Eiffel Tower, but this term instead. 215-263-WMMR, right? When Kathy, oh, <laughs> Kathy's dad and John Denver tag-teamed Janis Joplin. <laughs> The sex move wasn't called the Eiffel Tower, but this instead. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash while we're waiting for your call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Lee's Hoagie House. Make your big game party the best ever with award-winning hoagies and cheesesteaks from Lee's Hoagie House. And Lee's can cater your party no matter the size. Find the location closest to you at leeshoagiehouse.com. What you got this morning, Steve? Well, the marriage between 26-year-old Courtney Stodden and 60-year-old actor Doug Hutchison is finally legally over with him getting their dog and the car. Hutchison hopes the dog can help him dig up his career. No. Oh, my God. Taylor Swift saying she has no regrets about appearing in the movie Cats, even though it bombed at the box office. Swift says you can only control what you do and just pray to God that your agent dies. Oh, and my God. <laughs> finally, you're talking about this, Preston. 52-year-old Pamela Anderson accepting the proposal of 74-year-old movie mogul John Peters. Peter says he sees something he never saw in Pamela before, his penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to this question when uh, Kathy's dad and John Denver tag team Janis Joplin. I should just stop right there. Yeah, right. That just if anybody says anything. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, the sex move wasn't called an Eiffel Tower, but it was this term, 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to uh, Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Good. Uh, Tim, what is the name of the sex position called? Not the Eiffel Tower, but the? Country Road. Country Road, yeah. yes. Heading up the old country road. All right, Tim, hang on. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets. It's the Preston and Steve show. Present uh, True TV's Impractical Jokers, the Scoopski Potatoes Tour, starring the Tenderloins, Friday, August 14th at The Man, and tickets are on sale now at WMMR.com for complete details. Is this the karaoke version of Country Roads? Yeah. All right. I wonder why there weren't any vocals in there. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. All right, uh, we're going to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Dickhead. All right, this morning is brought to you by HERS. Find HERS new mini cheese puffs at your local store. Mini. On your next grocery trip. It's the smallest big deal in snack history. HERS. Forever good. They're freaking awesome. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, Nickelback has confirmed a North American Summer 2020 headlining tour to commemorate the 15th anniversary of the band's multi-platinum fifth album, All the Right Reasons. Uh, they will perform the LP in its entirety, including its seven hit singles off of that. That's seven. That is a lot for one record. Photo- it's amazing. Photograph, Rockstar, Far Away, If Everyone Cared, and Saving Me will all be included. And Stone Temple Pilots will join as special guests. 
at all shows on the tour. And then you'll have Switchfoot and Tyler Bryant in the Shakedown supporting on select dates. They will be in town July 19th at the BB&T Pavilion. Mm. Uh, so they are bringing that show to town. Nick, you had mentioned something. I don't have the details about uh, Dave Matthews Band rolling out uh, shows. They also announced their summer tour. And uh, just like Pearl Jam, no Philly dates. Which wow. is kind of bogus. Uh, yeah. So Pearl Jam's playing uh, in uh, the spring in the States, and then they're going to Europe. You! Yeah, I'm, uh, and then uh, Dave Matthews Band is doing the closest that I saw was Holmdel, New Jersey. Uh, you! And uh, the closest that Pearl Jam is coming is uh, Madison Square Garden and uh, Baltimore. You! <laughs> Where's Burgettstown? That's outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. That's where the Blair Witch lives. Uh, uh. So they, they do Burgettstown in, uh, on the 3rd. They're, they're off a few days over the 4th of July weekend, but that, that probably means you're just taking those days off. Do they ever um, make I, like a, a concert announcement release and then just add a couple of dates? Is there I, any hope that I maybe? I guess occasionally, but there's very few open dates. Yeah. Uh, why, though? Why like would the they... 4th of July, maybe? Maybe, but they're... You know they uh, they sell out here every time they come. Yeah, you know, so they, why would they skip here? They usually play the shed either in Camden or in, uh, they'll play the Man occasionally. If Nick, it's Dave Matthews and they sell out multiple nights yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, and so does Pearl Jam, and neither band. Maybe that's a, become old for them. You know, well, we're getting we're getting Nickelback, but uh, no no Dave Matthews band or Pearl Jam. Maybe there, maybe it is just scheduling, and they just couldn't fit it in. Sometimes uh, that does happen. I take it personally, but. They would, you would think. Well, the venue is booked for Beanie Babies on Ice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I got to get my tickets. Uh, Let's see. What else I got here for you? Uh, Chris Martin unloaded on a couple of autographed collectors. Disgusting. Following a uh, benefit show. No, not. He he was angry with him. Oh, sorry. Uh, At a benefit show by the British band in Los Angeles on Monday night. According to TMZ, Martin was approached by what was described as several assertive autograph seekers Uh shortly after the show. Instead of going. Patiently through the motions, Martin snapped at them and asked if they show him some decency after he played what he called a crappy or essy show, I should say. Oh, really? Yeah, Martin did what take the a moment. F- is this? He, he took a moment to collect himself and the f- is that? Uh, settled down quickly, uh, proceeding to sign some items uh, before hurriedly walking away. He was, uh, he was really in a, in a foul mood, Preston. Uh, the, the, the sound of the actual cameras was throwing him off. Where's that f- Sound coming from? Poor guy. And then he, he, the marker, he did sign for one, but nothing was on the paper. There's <laughs> nothing on here. Uh, glad we, I'm so glad we have audio of that. Uh, you right. know, we, Larry David had a similar encounter that was on TMZ. Did you see him handling a whole bunch of these? Because there are squads of these people, and what they do is they sell celebrity autographs. Yep. And so they'll descend on these events, and they wait, and, and then they... Just charge these celebrities when they come out. Yep. So all the while that Larry David is complaining about these guys and get get a life, he's there patiently signing all the things that they're handing him. Like he was doing it, but simultaneously he felt bad for berating them and was signing. Ugh. You know, uh, this is a little weird. Uh, drama in the Aerosmith camp after a few good years with the Boston Bad Boys Club. Trouble has reared its head in the apparent ousting of drummer Joey Kramer. What? TMZ broke the report that Kramer was filing suit against the band for forcing him to audition to rejoin the band following what he describes as minor shoulder surgery last spring. In his absence of the end run of the band's Las Vegas shows, his drum tech, John Douglas, sat in for the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. So the report stated that Kramer's bandmates... Forced him to perform along with a click track to see if he was able to play at an appropriate level, something that the drummer maintains none of the other members were forced to do upon returning from medical leave. What was... so? Uh, I could see this both ways. Uh, if he's able to play, uh, or, or if he says he's able to play and he's not, 
That could be well, one issue. There's statements from both sides. So upon listening to Kramer's performance, the band claimed he, quote, did not have enough energy in recordings. Uh, Kramer claims that he's been forced out of the band, including appearing at such high-profile upcoming gigs uh, as the group's Music Cares Honor and a Grammy performance. So here's a statement. Now, they both released lengthy statements. All oh, right? that's always bad. Uh, he said, ever since I was 14 years old, I had a, a set of drumsticks in my hand. He wanted to own a monkey. And a passion to create music. Being prohibited from playing with the band that I've given 50 years of my life in supporting yeah. is uh, beyond devastating. This is not about money. I am being deprived of the opportunity to be recognized along with my peers for our collective lifetime contributions to the music industry. Neither the Music Cares Person of the Year Award nor the Grammys Lifetime Achievement Honors can ever be re- repeated. Uh, the fact that I would be asked to audition for my own job... Demonstrates that I uh, demonstrate that I can play at an appropriate level and play better than my temporary fill-in with a moving target of made-up standards is both insulting and upsetting. Other band members and their lawyers will likely attempt to disparage my playing and claim that I am unable to play the drums right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing could be further from the truth. I did everything they asked, jumped through hoops, and made both a recording and playing along solo to a recent live recording of the band, one I had never heard before. And the process was videotaped. But I did it, and I did it well. In Aerosmith's 50-year history, no other band member has ever been subjected to this scrutiny, let alone be asked to audition for his own job. I hope our fans can understand that all I'm trying to do is get back to playing with the band that uh, that they love, and that and that's Aerosmith with all five original members. The greatest magic and success of Aerosmith happens when all the band's founding members are together in the house. In the house. To be removed from my rightful place on stage to celebrate our success, a success that acknowledges my own life's work is just plain wrong, he said. Damn right. Now, Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry, Brad Whitford, and Tom Hamilton responded to his lawsuit posting a statement to People Magazine, which read, Joey Kramer is our brother. His well-being is is of paramount importance to us. However, he has not been emotionally and physically able to perform with the band by his own admission for the last six months. Okay. We've missed him and have encouraged him to rejoin us to play many times, but apparently he has not felt ready to do so. His tummy hurts. Uh, Joey has now waited until the last moment to accept our invitation when he we unfortunately have no time for necessary rehearsals during Grammys week. We would be doing a disservice to him, to ourselves, and to our fans to have him play without adequate time to prepare and rehearse. Compounding this, he chose to file a lawsuit on the Friday night of the holiday weekend preceding Grammys with total disregard for what is uh, our limited window to prepare to perform these important events. Given his decision, he's unfortunately unable to perform, but of course, we have invited him to be with us for both the Grammys and our Music Cares Honor. We are bonded together by much more than our time on stage. Look at this picture up on uh, the screen here in the studio. Joe Perry, he's so old, his mustache is falling off his face. Yeah, it's... uh... He's going with kind of a Fu Manchu stash. But a bad like one. Yeah. I, uh, so uh, I can see both uh, angles here. I, you know, uh, if he if he's had issues and he, he can't play to the level that they need him to play, mm-hmm. uh, I would. I, but I can certainly see being insulted if you've been playing with this band for decades. Yeah, Do you think you ever uh, bounce back from a lawsuit, though? I mean, at this point... I don't think so. Oh, it's hard. This is uh, The die has been cast at this point. Yep. No, I don't think so. Man, drummers are divas. I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's go to a story where everybody's happy in the band. Yeah. Godsmack frontman Sully Erna gave drummer Shannon Larkin a 1964 Chevy Impala for Christmas. Aww. Shocking his bandmate and almost moving him to tears. What do the other members of uh, Saint give you, Preston? I, uh, you know what? 
I got free beers at a gig once. Oh, my God. Do you know how expensive beer is? I know. I know. In a video, Erna explained, uh, he said, about four years ago, uh, Shannon also decided to give up drinking and went sober. And I wanted to do something really cool for him this year for a Christmas present. But more or less just because he's one of my best friends and I love him dearly. And he's just a sweetheart of a guy. A while back, uh, he had a 1964 Chevy Impala. And he had to give it up due to some financial problems that he was going through. So this year, I purchased him a 1964 Chevy Impala. You know what was in the back seat? Pretty awesome. A what? monkey. A monkey, too. You know, monkey. You know, monkey. In the back uh, of it's a beautiful car. It is a beautiful car. That is really cool of him to do that. That man. is nice. So look at look at all the joy sobriety can bring you. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That I got in uh, the bizarre file. No, in music news. For this <laughs> the morning, bizarre so news. I get them mixed up. <laughs> Did we do this? No. God damn, damn it. We didn't do that. Okay. The, the news? No. Uh, <laughs> cardboard classic details. Oh. Yeah. Is that up? So busy. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I am going to tell you No, this. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, we, we have the prizes. Oh, cool. That I, I can really see information. It's up. It is up. It's, it's up! up! What about registration? Friday. Not till Friday. 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 All right, so complete guidelines and sled application available this Friday. <laughs> Deadline to apply will be, sun- be Sunday, March 1st. And, of course, the event is Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain. The materials, as always, are cardboard, tape, string, and glue. And, yes, decorations like paint, etc., are permitted. So what we're looking for is the best design. That's our biggest prize. Third place, $250. Second place, $500. First prize, $2,000. And that's it's mainly bragging rights is what you're going for. And everyone knows that. By the way, if you are considering uh, doing this for your first time, there is a wealth of video up on PrestonSteve.com to show you what has happened in past Cardboard Classics. Watch it. It's a great tutorial. Yep. So uh, we always have sponsors that help out with uh, our prizes. So we are going to give beer for a year from Pacifico Beer. What? And and $500 for the sled with the best live life anchors up theme. All right. So that's their slogan. Slogan is live life anchors up. So if you're looking for a theme... There's one for you right there. Live life anchors up. So, so you raise the anchor and you just float. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, obviously uh, nautical symbolism that you can uh, add. Yeah, uh, in that. Yes. That is my favorite beer, Pacifico. Well, is it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll, well have I'm, some. Maybe you can enter yeah. that day. Maybe maybe we all get some free beer. Fastest sled will be five hundred dollars from Sprint. We also have the coolest. Jose Cuervo sled. Ooh, that's my favorite tequila. What? A three hundred dollar prize for that. And then we're going to have our favorite fail and a prize to be announced soon for that. The That's wh- my favorite prize. <laughs> the- hey, what ambulance service is going to be taking Nick home? <laughs> the Lyft ticket pre-sale starts on February 1st. That's my favorite date in February. Oh, my God. Yeah. Details at WMMR. I love details. Com. They're my favorite part of information. By the way. Uh, so uh, all that information is up now. Share it. Give it to people who are interested in People. I love them. This. Yeah. Yes. Uh, give it to people who are interested in being a part of this, but uh, we now have the the prizes available. And uh, Friday is when the application will be up, and you can officially get signed up for that. <sighs> okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. We'll and have uh, campout totals. Anything else we need to do as well. We'll be right back. The President's Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. That rocks. Puddle of mine. 
Playing the MMRBQ coming up May 16th at the BB&T Pavilion. Yeah, and uh, Wes Scantlin, I'm, I'm interested to see what he's like. New, uh, new refurbished version of the guy. Always hope for the best in a lot of these cases. It, this might be one of those cases, Preston, where... Dude turned it around because I don't think he could have gotten much lower than he was. No. Uh, he's a good front man, too. Yeah. He, he performs really well for the band. So Disturbed, Sublime with Rome, Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood on board as well. Dirty Hunting, a lot of people excited to see them. The Who, that Mongolian band. Uh, so tickets are on sale now, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, there is an early bird law and special, $25 while supplies last. So get them while you can, friends. So uh, let's see. About ready to wrap things up. I want to thank... Uh, the Glorious Sons for being Yay! here this morning. Uh, nice guys. Uh, early morning for any rock band uh, to come by here, so we appreciate them doing that. They're going to be at Union Transfer tonight. Uh, tickets available at utphilly.com. So it was uh, fun having them in to perform. Actually had to uh, had to dump out on them twice <laughs> in their songs. Yes. Uh, which kind of sucks because you, the listener, got like a, a, a bizarre edited version of the song, but Marissa captured it. In its entirety, and we'll be able to uh, play that through Daily Rush videos and so forth with the audio intact. Yeah, yeah. Which would be pretty cool. So, two S bombs, one F bomb. But the <laughs> F bomb was while we were just talking to him. He was upset that the Bills had lost. <laughs> uh, Pierre Robert, also upset that the Bills lost. Really damn. torn up about that, damn. too. Damn. Damn, damn, bam, bam. Shows a lot of strength you coming into work. Anyway. Well. Yep. You gotta play hurt. Gotta play. I knew you were gonna say that. I was hoping you would say that. How you doing, man? Sports up. Up all the way. I'm I'm doing good. Those guys sounded good. Yeah. They sounded, you know, groggy when when you were speaking to them, but once they kick into the songs, um, you know, they did really well. Yep. And they're fun and they're Canadian. Yeah. Canadians are nice and mellow. And you've uh, there's nothing not to love about Canada and Canadians. Yes. I wanna speak Canadian. You want to speak Canadian? You know. Yeah, yeah, you're close to it by hey, talking like that, eh? That's unbelievable. That's right. Yeah. Unbelievably. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in Perfect. Yeah. Ontario right Absolutely. Now. I was drinking you're with a, a gentleman on New Year's night who was Canadian, but he was Indian. Um, so he was a Canadian. He was a Canadian. <laughs> and uh, so he didn't say A, which was disturbing to me, so I ordered another martini. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Over it. Yeah. They don't always say A. Well, that's a Sometimes problem. they say B. That's a problem with me. Mm. All right, so let's get on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know? I know. Uh, it's Gabby's last day, our Yay! intern Gabby. Right. Get over here, Gabby. Son of a bitch. You can't go. Gabby's got to go. Santa's got to go. Gabby's got to go. Is is your full name uh, Gabriella? Gabriella or? Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Gabby's just the, the fun yeah, version. you know, Gabriel's a mouthful. I yeah. love that name, though. Really? Yeah, I think it's really exotic, really cool sounding. Thank you. You don't like it? You you prefer Gabby? I, I get mistaken for Gabriel all the time. Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel. I can see that. Okay, yeah. all right. I get, yeah, <laughs> then that would get old, I would imagine. A little. What's your story, Gabby? What's uh, what's up with school and everything? Oh, um, recently graduated, <laughs> Delaware State. Hey! Last, yeah, thank you, this December. Mm-hmm. Um... I have to leave you guys because I'm actually traveling overseas to go teach English in South Korea. That is so cool. Yeah. Good for wow. you. Thank you. Do you speak any Korean? Um, a little bit. I know oh, how to say, like, hi and, like, 
I've heard Give it is more beer. literally <laughs> the most difficult language on the planet to learn because it's the only language that that is remotely connected to that language. Other languages are are, are connected from one, yeah. thing, you know. But it's the, if you're on the Korean Peninsula, you speak Korean. Everywhere else, nobody speaks Korean, exactly. so it's it's, uh, it's supposed to be really difficult to learn. So good luck. Thank you. <laughs> here's here's my uh, observation of Gabby that I've uh, seen over the several months that she's been here. Oh no, Gabby's kind of quiet, but. She's a watcher. I don't think she's a quiet person in general. I think you talk a lot, but around here you're quiet and you take in a lot because I see your facial expressions when things happen around here. (laughs) And I know that you've got some kind of snarky comment that you keep to yourself. Would that be a fair assessment? I just like push it down deep. deep deep. (laughs) (laughs) Just yell in my car on the way home. Like, but share one of them now. <laughs> oh, no. God, no. Pull one up from the inside right now that you had somewhere on the run and tell us what it was. Uh, I'll just take it to Korea with me. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. What about when you showed up to work and everybody had off? Oh, my God. Did that, that was... happen? I didn't even know yes. that happened. Yeah. It was horrible. You guys had off and I showed up. <laughs> and I drive up here from Dover. She oh. drove from oh Dover. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So I showed up and Kathy's like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and then I, I said, I'm, I'm sure marissa would have sent an email or something and she was like i don't know and then i hear her in the other room she goes yep i just got it (laughs) wow uh well listen have you enjoyed your time hanging out with us i did i enjoyed it so much you guys gave me this great opportunity to work with you and to have this experience so now i kind of want to give it to somebody else you know that deserves it is it something you think you might uh, keep in the in the queue, sort of? Sort of? And then I know you're going to go into South Korea, which is very cool. Uh, but do you think you might get into broadcasting in one way or another after that? I'd love to. Um, I actually just got a degree in music, so okay, I'd love to do something in the business. And this was definitely another avenue in that music. I can, like, explore. Yeah, you a what, musician? Yeah. What do you what? play? I play guitar. I'm really bad at a uh, piano, so don't ask. <laughs> but are you a good guitar player? I mean, you got a degree. Yeah, I mean, I did more of the business side. I can play decently, but it's not like I'm a virtuoso. Okay. We have a guitar over here. I'm you do. Kind of interesting. <laughs> can you play the song Classical Gas? Oh, man. I, I can, can play, play Heart um... of Gold. It's not about you, Pierre. Good for you. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be in tune. You're but right, you can play. <laughs> <laughs> Pick if you need it. Uh, All right, we're gonna Pierre's like the other kid at the table. <laughs> I got a B on my map. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid, hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna move your mic yeah. if you don't mind. All right, taking his mic. Where you play, Gabby? You took his boast Gabby? and you took his mic. Let's play a little bit for us. Go ahead. Uh, you want to sing for me? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Country um, roads. Uh, good riddance. How about that? That's okay. Yeah, play yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, go for it. Oh, it's so out of tune. I'm sorry. The guitar is way out of tune. Oh. Another turning point, a porch stuck in the road. Do it, Case. Come grab you by the wrist and ask you where to go. Come on, Kelly. It looks the best, but I'm in past and don't ask why. It's not a lesson, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Hey! Well done. Gabby on the out of tune guitar. And us. 
Yeah. And Pierre. And Pierre, who words, provided more support. Gloria Stones have got nothing on you. <laughs> Pierre, play a heart of gold. Yeah. All right, let's see here. <laughs> Want to sing a sad song yeah. for all the guitars in closets? Oh, Wait, the mic is stuck. Oh, my God, it's stuck. stuck. to the guitar. In the mic, it's... There Hold on. There you go. Jesus. I don't know. really couldn't oh have gone God. any better. It got, the microphone got... <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, the concert has been canceled for tonight. Pierre poured coffee on an amp and ripped <laughs> strings off his guitar. Wow, okay. he's doing it. Yeah. J D Yeah There you go, there you go A heart of gold Just like Neil Young A heart of gold I never knew you could Beat up a guitar You don't know about me, Presbo (laughs) (laughs) Just because we did a show together That's true That's true (sighs) Uh, That's beautiful. Uh, all right. Well, Gabby, um, thank you very much for helping us. We couldn't do it without the help of you and all the other great people that uh, that become a part of our family. So, uh, and and good luck. When, when are you going to South Korea? Uh, in March. Wow, you're gonna oh, love awesome. it. They have a lot of soul. <laughs> <laughs> so South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> thank right. you so much. Good luck to you, Gabby. Thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. Gabby. Yay! Yay! All right. Another Bye. one on the way. That means we. I've seen some new faces around here lately. So Absolutely, no, some uh, uh, new faces on old bodies. New interns that we will uh, be meeting in the very near future. All right, Pierre. I guess we should do the letter of the day if you are so prepared. Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in. Nirvana. Oh. Right. And we have a six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ 2020, Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Tickets are on sale now. And $25 early bird special on lawn tickets while supplies last. Pavilion seats are starting just uh, $49.50. And complete details are available at WMMR.com. Nine bands disturbed, sublime with Rome. Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, Puddle of Mud, Crowbot. Dirty Honey, The Who, Foxtrot, and The Get Down will wow. all be there. So, yep, it'll be here before you know it. Uh, what's up on today's show, Pierre? Uh, well, before we get to that, yes. um, I just did want to mention yesterday I posted a, you know, you get those Facebook memories that come up. And yesterday, I meant to mention it and forgot, uh, was the anniversary five or six years ago of a big snowstorm. And uh, up on my Facebook memory thing came a picture of you and me and Jackson and much of the staff stayed over at the hotels on City Avenue because we couldn't drive anywhere. And for whatever reason, you hang out, you hung out quite late into the day. Uh, and Or maybe you went over, took a nap, and came back. I don't know quite what it was, but all three of us were there. It's a great photo from the oh, back cool. of Jackson and me and you. We had great conversations in the green room, but we also had... Um, uh, uh, we just were, went on the air and told stories, and it was fun. I think it's when I learned about Jackson's trek across the united states and all the jobs in radio that he's worked amazing it's a ridiculous story he's paid his dues of bopping from station to station yeah and eventually landing here at home you know i thought you were going to say it was a video of you walking down the street in the snow to come do your shift that's coming that is that nice. sad snow shuffle. Oh my god, it was great. But that was fun. oh, and that led, and, and I was telling Jackson about it, and I go, you know what? We ought to all do a show together. And I had this idea that maybe for the birthday this year, that maybe on a 
Saturday or something, the entire air staff could do a show together. Oh, I'm down f- with it. That'd be fun. And yeah. I, I don't know exactly what it would look like or how it would form, but, you know, do a four-hour live show. And we, you know, pick out music and tell stories and have everybody on the air at once. Wouldn't that be it. wild? I'd be a part of that for yeah. sure. I just think that'd be really fun. So think, a- think on that, kids. Solid idea. All right. Uh, so anything you want to hit on today's yes, program? Yes, please. Uh, we'll have another opportunity to, in fact, to win 1000 bucks. You guys got a $1,000 winner who was very excited. And I intend to get another one and another one after that. And then if Jackson gets two, then we'd be five for five for the day. Wow. But uh, he's got them at four and six. Uh, I have them at 11 and one. Easy Money is the name of the contest. Tickets for the second Sting show, uh, which will go on sale tomorrow, I have today. And that's uh, May 2nd at the Met. And we got great workforce blocks, including in excess. It would have been Michael Hutchins's 60th birthday today. Steve Perry which will please you, Mr. Preston, I think, uh, 71 today. And uh, I think we will do a block of Glorious Sons in honor of their appearance tonight at the Union Transfer. Excellent. I love it. I'm a huge NXS and Journey fan. That's fantastic. And becoming a Glorious Sons fan. All right, uh, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Wawa. Gotta have a Wawa. And also... Uh, Major League Wrestling present Fightland February 1st at the 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. Uh, tomorrow on the program, a Thursday, we'll have comedian Amir K in the studio. And, of course, we'll be um, giving away money like Peter's yes. doing a little bit. So get yourself set. In fact, that uh, uh, word is coming up in just a few minutes for easy money. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. What's up, everyone? Can we just try and please remember that that little left-handed side stick on your steering wheel is your turn signal? Use it, idiots! Next message. Hey, don't come at me this early in the morning with those negative waves. It's a mother beautiful bridge, and it's going to be there. Next message. Hey, George! I know you think this song is about you, but f*** you. This song is not about you. F*** you, George. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.